Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. As we move into fall, it is a new season, everybody, and things are changing. Can't you just feel it all around you, the dark clouds and October coming? And will you remember September, I think? So the 21st day of September. Yep, we've got a lot to talk about uh, here, I think. You know, as... Uh, it, let me very quickly run through the, the gamut of everything. We've been generating a lot of information, putting it out. Thanks to the people helping put it all together. Uh, we are, of course, on Roku TV, which is right on your Roku, which you can watch. Amazon Fire, very easy. That's a $20, $30 plug into the back of your HDMI. And then, of course, uh, Apple TV, you can plug that in. It's easy. You can watch it anywhere you want to go. Uh, podcasting, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, as well as Audible. I recommend Audible. Uh, which uh, is pretty cool uh, in every respect. And, of course, you can download the apps at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. This woman called me earlier today, and she's like, it was very weird, Rudy, because uh, she's like, um, her her opening statement was, I used to listen to your your radio station. <laughs> like, you know, that, that's not that's not in any way kind of, uh, oh, I supported you for this. I did all, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, was, did I owe you something? And so she just kind of goes on this tirade, folks. You have many choices, many places, a lot of things that you can listen to and go to. But, you know, if you want a, a proven product, we've been doing it here for a very long time. Uh, you go back and you look at the amount of time. Uh, this will be a year 11 come. Yes, uh, that will be uh, January, excuse me, November the 1st. So looking uh, forward to doing that. And, you know, that's very exciting. And there's a lot, uh, as always, to talk about. We sent out. I sent out the uh, show notes to kind of kick everything off so that everybody has everything prior to the things that we're going to be, you know, talking about and touching upon. And, you know, that's very important. So you can follow right along. We'll be talking about the deflated Democrats, inflation and the economy. And that's where I want to open. We'll talking about uh, Ron DeSantis. My gosh. Move over, Trump. Now we want something meatier. Well, uh, be very careful about pushing Donald Trump out. He has a tremendous amount of support, I still believe. And I think this is, you know, it's like, it's a little topsy-turvy. And no man on earth is attacked more than Donald Trump. So I would advise everybody to be as supportive as you possibly can, as I think DeSantis is. But we're going to find out a little later on in the program that uh, Kushner is not very supportive of uh, DeSantis. We'll also talk about uh, how Walensky will ensure that you are going to get vaxxed. Um, they are mandating vaccinations across the country and continue to do it, of course, in various government institutions, military, educational. And if you are part of any sort of company institution that is mandating vaccines, I would probably urge you at this particular point to think otherwise. You don't need the suicide shot uh, going forward. Hour two, we'll cover uh, that cush slash that I told you about. The Trump dump, dump, Trump train gathering some steam. I'm going to advise strongly that it better not be. And uh, Latinos don't want to be liberal any longer. In hour three, we're going to cover education, which, of course, Mr. Mark Ronchetti, who I know you're all voting for, right? You're all voting for Mark Ronchetti because he's going to be your next governor, right? Right? Come on. That's a yes. Is that a yes? Can I I get some support for Mark Ronchetti? You're never going to hear him on our our air, okay? Because we're too far to the right. We're we're way out of bounds. I don't care. 
we focus on what we focus on. We dictate the terms of what we're going to talk about here in this program, and we do it every single day. And for, as Rudy was learning yesterday, for uh, the better part of seven and a half years. So uh, very uh, exciting about all that. But I've got to kind of, you know, take a detour because we I've already warned you about everything that is going to be happening. And so you guys have hunkered down, and now you're seeing it happen, like in real time. The pain is hitting people, okay? Companies are laying off. I already told you about the 100,000 people that were laid off or never hired over at Amazon. You saw what happened with Facebook. You know that uh, Mark Zuckerberg, as I pointed out in the notes yesterday, he lost, or this morning, he lost $71 billion. Just think about that. And he's still in the top 20 in the world in terms of, of richest people. Like this is some real stuff that's happening. The rubber's finally hitting the road. Mortgage rates increased yesterday. We're now at uh, 6.6, 6.7. You haven't seen, for those of you who've owned homes before, you haven't seen these numbers since back in 2005, 2004, 2005, okay? It is, it, it's, it's very damaging. And I don't know how much more lying the Democrats can do at this particular point. Central banks are accepting their pain now, fearing they're worse later. It's not going to get worse. It's going to get considerably worse. So for those of you who have, you know, stockpiled and put your stuff together and uh, sort of kept your nose, you're not, maybe you're not sticking yourself out. You're, maybe you're not waving your Trump flags. Maybe you're not, you know, creating a target. Effect. Maybe that's smart. I'm not into that. You know, you know, where we fly the flags right here. Treasury yields, right? We're not keyboard warriors, are, are we? No, no keyboard worrying here. We, we, we run for things. We participate. We stick our neck out. We stand for stuff. We have opinions, and this is what we continue to do. Treasury yield surge as central banks respond to Fed and the inflation. Banks are clamping down. If you are part of a small bank, it's going to be the first to go, okay? So all of the places where you've been, you might want to rethink where you're doing business at this point. There's going to be this crushing effect in the capital markets that inevitably happens. The first place it hits is real estate, okay, and not residential real estate. First place it hits is commercial real estate, and they are already seeing it happen. You have REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. Uh, I'm looking at this stuff that's happening in real time. I've made a couple of phone calls to some of my buddies today, got on the phone for them for five minutes. These guys sell Amazon warehouses in Arizona. Folks, let me tell you, they have already braced. They're trying to trade up. The building across the street from here is trying to trade up because you're going to have these increasing cap rates which means these properties are going to be worth less and less. And with inflation in real numbers, the capital isn't doing as much. Now, we all have to continue to live our life, do our things. Radio is going to become considerably more important. Brownouts, various other ways of communications. Let me tell you, folks, that's going to be shut down. If you're just completely and totally online, not going to work for you, okay? Because we're going to start seeing those restrictions and the things that Google and various other places, there's only going to be a certain number of people to be able to do this. And we also have to understand with the new agenda that is coming with the Great Reset, and we've already seen it started, we've already seen it fail, the ESG, okay? I'm going to be watching something tonight on Epic Times. The ESG could become part of our credit scores. You need to watch that. I need to watch that. I need to brief you on it and how that is working. They're claiming, and I talked to Josh Phillips, Americans must fight against ESG to save the economy. If you allow them to do it, Again, by 2030, you will own nothing and you will try to be happy. We went into fall at 1 p.m. this afternoon. The whole mood of everything should have changed for you. 
You should have put your thinking caps on because now it's going to go be six months of shrinking daylight, colder temperatures, and really an uncertain midterm election with 48 days to go. You have 48 days to save the state, to save this country, to fight back against what they're trying to get you to do. And the question is, will you do it? Back after a quick break, we're going to talk about inflation here in the Kiva with Janet Yellen. She's Yellen. Back in three. feature called lunch break and we put uh show killer david uh, on it was uh, pretty funny actually uh, he was on that uh, little tirade yesterday on the unbelievable story coming out of minneapolis uh, minnesota 47 people indicted uh, one white woman and uh, 46 uh, people who well they're all part of a persuasion let's just put it that way and long story short uh, this was exposed and these people are not gonna have to pay it back and it is a funny, funny little bit. So I know that you enjoyed it quite a little bit. So that'll be coming out at noon every single day. You like that, right? Vivian? I love no, that. That's good. You, you just have a way of, of really getting the message out, understanding the story, and all of a sudden it makes sense. You know, I didn't know anything about that story until David called in and talked about it. So, you know, it was just all very impromptu. Is that, is that the word? I yeah. Think that is the word. That's the word. All right. So let's, let's get into inflation because this is bad. Um, and... You're feeling the pinch. You've been feeling it for a while. And this woman has been leading the policy at probably the most important financial period of the last two decades. Okay. Since really, right, the 21st century. I mean, this, this is the woman who has been leading the charge. Okay. And she is not well equipped to do so. So we should be worried. We should be worried. She's not helping with the transition. She has no idea. Here's here's what she just says. She predicts that inflation will go down. But the 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 man, he's a senior editor of the Atlantic, very liberal magazine, very well written, very long. You know, it's been some years since I've really picked it up. I'll, every now and then uh, through Apple News, I'll I'll read an article or two that that comes through there, and you'll get about halfway through, and then you'll realize like you're not halfway through. There's about another 12 pages. Like they just go on and on and on and build their case. These are very long things. Um, you just heard 300,000 troops called up for Russia. Okay. And if you're ages 18 to 64, you cannot get an international plane ticket to fly out of Russia. They're going to war. They're going to follow through. And then the West, I guess we can call it that, or NATO, uh, or, or whatever. Okay. They're digging in their hills, not learning the 2014 lessons of the Crimea that we have shared on this air over and over. And she's sticking that into this economic argument, which is has nothing to do with or should have nothing to do. But it does because, you know, of course, of the energy crisis. We talk about the coming uh, energy Armageddon in Europe. We've got people who are paying somewhere north of $2,000 in Europe. I mean, all the way from, you know, England, Scotland, that area, all the way down to Italy. I mean, it is bad news over there. No doubt about it. And going to get worse. 
They're printing out whatever they can so they can kind of keep things going to make sure that people are paying their bills. And yeah, that's not inflation, right? Like everything right now is inflation. So it's over there. It's over here. They've raised rates seven times in a row now in Great Britain with their new premier and all the rest of it. Then the commitment is... Prince William comes out today and says, my, gra- my grandmother, the queen, she was committed to the environment. And then, of course, you know what that's going to mean. So everyone's on board with this. So Ron Brownstein of The Atlantic asked her the question, but it's a loaded question because he knows where this is going and he's more intelligent than she is uh, on this particular issue. Take a listen. Which we will be fighting this fight for a, quite a while. Do you see a possibility that inflation will be essentially under control by the end of next year before we are full on into the presidential race? Or is this something we're still going to be dealing with in a serious way into 2024? Well, I I, I believe it's going to come down certainly next year. We didn't ask her what she believes. We're asking for answers. Like when you talk about money, when you talk about finances, when you talk about the economy, there's history, there's mechanisms, and you can understand because you actually have data. And then you can find behaviors, right? Behavioral things. And remember, people are not very confident. You think people, you think the inflation is going to come down? Uh, No. Let's be clear. There are risks. Um, The Mm -hmm. Russian invasion of Ukraine. First thing she goes to. The thing that, one thing that can actually can be controlled. Remember, they're poking the bear, trying to increase the push for Russia. And they are going to defend it to the hilt. And they are going to win that war, period. There is no stopping them. Ukraine is not part of NATO, yet we continue to arm them, another 600 million in arms. Ukraine hasn't come to an end. Um, We're seeing uh, Putin weaponize oil and gas um, in fighting this war. So um, we remain vulnerable to supply shocks. But um, wow, they love that. They love they, 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 they. The deep, dark, deep reset wants that. That's exactly what they want. They want to strike the fear and have something that you can't control, but they can control so they can go ahead and create their excuse for driving up prices, getting you on board with the electric car, green new energy agenda, and making you miserable because it means the government has more control over you. I think the Fed is clearly committed to bringing inflation down. Of course they are. They're going to continue to increase in rates, which is exactly what she just said. They're committed. There's no end in sight. I told you third quarter of 2023, based upon the way that Brownstein talked about it, that sounds optimistic. And I expect that to be successful. 2023 will be a better year. I think it'll be better. Better year? (laughs) Wait, are you telling me... uh, so news to Joe Biden. Hello, things aren't going. Things aren't going that good. You're in a recession. You're in a depression. Things are bad. Brownstein's acknowledged it, but no one's saying the words because we got to get through a midterm. We need to make sure that our party, who made this gigantic mess, continues to stay in control. Be better. Two I percent mean, is the um, goal, and perhaps we don't get there next year, but. Um, I certainly expect to see inflation come down. So you went to Michigan earlier. There you go. There's your commitment. Interest rate hikes all the way through 2023. That is absolutely, uh, folks, reading between the lines. I hope you you see that. I hope you understand what's happening right there. It's incredible. Optimistic that inflation to ease further, but risk remains. Yes, she's not gelling. That was uh, all ironic, right? Bloomberg pushing this out today. Bloomberg way left of center in so many ways. 
Really, the uh, rag, I mean, you have a Bloomberg terminal. You got money. There's no doubt about it. This was uh, put out on September 8th, just talking all about how she said she was optimistic that inflation will decelerate further, but warned. Wait, decelerate further? This sounds like a sales piece. Inflation isn't decelerating. Things are more expensive. They just did three rate increases at three quarter points. Gas prices have been falling for 80 days. It's more than just gas, folks. You really think that this is a one-layer recession going into depression? We're talking about every element of the economy. Consumption, production, supply chain, gas, housing, durables, consumables. Eggs are, are oh, year over year 40% more expensive. It makes no sense. This is a sales job. When the Democrats, particularly here in New Mexico and well, let's just say everywhere else, right? The globalists start telling you that things are going to get better. They're not going to get better. And I'm glad that you got to hear it all here first. I'm glad I was able to tell you about the timing, how this is going to happen, and it's all come just exactly the way. It does not help me to be right. I make no additional friends. There's nothing that you go, oh, I really like that. He really told me what. No, you're not going to like that, okay? Don't kill the messenger on this one. But you need to be told so that basically you can prepare. So many people are unprepared for all this. This should not be a transitional period for you. You should be well-heeled, sticking your heels in, and bracing, brace, for the next three to five years at least. White House policies rescued the U.S. economy, says Janet Yellen. Yeah, she's yelling. It's all going all over the place. This one back on September 9th as well. With this brand new thing, she comes out with Joe Biden, and she's selling you because it's all about the elections with them. Even Janet Yellen, who just needs to be just, you know, technocrat, policy wonk. Hey, here's what I need to do. This is what works. This is what doesn't. I don't really care who likes me. No, she is. she's absolutely bought in. She spoke about the Biden administration's economic policies and their positive effects on the economy. What? You mean printing more money? Putting out more rescue plans, sticking out the IRS. It doesn't matter if you have 87,000 IRS agents. You ain't going to be able to go ahead and get blood out of a turnip. It's just not going to happen. The Treasury Secretary said the post-pandemic economy is in recovery. We're not going into recovery. The recovery was during the pandemic. This is what happens when you open your presents before Christmas. You basically have nothing left under the tree, and you're sitting there wanting to celebrate, and there's nothing to celebrate because... Well, you're supposed to only get those presents at a certain time. The timing of that rescue was completely and totally off. They want to highlight their economic successes. Does this feel like an economic success? The futures for tomorrow are flat following another day of losses, another Fed hike, and this is what's happening in the Asian markets. And it's going to be, you're going to literally hear the wind come out of the balloon. But there are people who can help you. There are ways to think about this. And if you have a plan, then you're going to be okay. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and text in. We're going to talk about uh, a man who I think will probably be at the right time at the right place should Donald Trump decide that he does not want to run for president of the United States, okay? I think it's his decision, but at this point, with 60 different lawsuits and all the various other things, boy, pray for Donald Trump. Hope that he gets through it, but... It's been pretty tough right now. He's got his enemies a little too close to him. Back in three. Thanks for listening. Talk.
look at this. Hello, uh, you're sending me all of the research that's being done right now. For governor. This one, uh, had to, I hate to be a wet blanket, but this just showed up in my inbox. It looks like another libertarian is about to condemn New Mexico to another four years of tyranny and idiocy. You know, DeSantis was just here supporting Mark Ronchetti. Okay, Republicans come together. Karen Bedoni, boy, I, I hope you uh, fly off the cliff at this particular point. I hope, I really hope that you aren't the reason that Mark Ronchetti doesn't get elected and we have we are forced to have another four years at this point. Hello, this is Ryan with Political Research, and they put literally one for Michelle O'Han Grisham, two for Karen Bedoni, three for Mark Ronchetti. Like, what was the what, what was that? Why is the man at the bottom? What is what is all of that? If we're going by last names, shouldn't Bedona be at the top, right? If we're going by party uh, letters and order, should it be, uh, you know, uh, DLR? I guess maybe that was it. And then, you know, four is undecided. It has Ron Ketty at 36%, Bedoni at 19%, and Grisham at 39%. And they are literally using this to steer as much as they possibly can to keep Ron Ketty up. When DeSantis comes, he comes down south, and you've got these four out of five, you know, people in Eddie and Lee counties voting for Republican, and they're supporting, I don't know, 70, 75% of our budget in the state of New Mexico. How is it that we aren't jumping behind Mark Ronchetti? Makes all the sense in the world. We've got an exodus of people leaving and have for some time. We'll talk about that more in the third hour, but in the event of all these global events, inflation, energy, you know, the time is ripe for China to go ahead and uh, pull the trigger to attack Taiwan. It is sitting there. No one's talking about it. China it wants to be the next hegemonic power, and they have the ability to do so with nearly 1.6 billion people, folks, and a command and control dictatorial government. The Great Leap Forward was certainly exactly that. Bernie should go give her votes to Ron Ketty. She sucks, yes. I think everybody right now agrees with that. The perfect storm, Eddie, of economic, it's an economic poop storm. I'll, I'll talk more about that in a sec. Ron DeSantis, like all you have to do is follow what he's doing within his own state, okay? Because he's actually doing the work of the country. And unfortunately, you know, it would be nice to have Donald Trump to be able to do this, but I mean, he's taking on so many attacks that Ron DeSantis is actually running probably the strongest economy as far as any of the states in the country, maybe even stronger than uh, Texas. There's no way of me knowing right now because I haven't looked at that. He announced executive action and legislative proposals to address threats posed by the Communist Party of China, ladies and gentlemen. That's where his head's at. He's, wor he's not worried. He's relaxed. He stood with all of these people who are of Chinese descent who live here in the United States, and it says, stop CCP influence. Take a listen as he takes on the CCP on a world stage as well as in the state of Florida. We do not want to see malign foreign influence in the state of Florida. And the number one source of that influence, not just in the United States, but really around the world, is the Chinese Communist Party. And what they're able to do economically, culturally, militarily to expand their power and they have a lot of presence now in our own Western Hemisphere, and you see a lot of leftist governments, Cuba, Venezuela, they welcome in uh, the CCP into our very own hemisphere. Uh, we think that that's something that, that we need to take seriously, and we think that that's something that we need to do what we can in the state of Florida uh, to push back against. He didn't just decide to do this today. 
he has been at this for some time. You just haven't heard anything about it. Okay. Remember back, uh, what was it, uh, the middle of the summer, we started talking about the uh, Chinese Communist Party's influence, connections to its, you know, the foreign companies that are out there buying up residential property. Remember, I got in that whole fight with the, the guy who was with me at the time. I was like, oh, no, I think anybody should be able to buy the stuff that's in any land and property and let the Chinese Communist Party just go ahead and come in. Buying up residential property and farmland in the U.S. It's significant. It's also strategic. Laura Ingram said, I don't think they should be able to do it. The governor told Fox News. I think the problem is these companies have ties to the CCP and that's not always apparent on the face of whatever a company is doing, but I think it's a huge problem. Now, I happened to be in a hotel room in Arizona and I was watching this report as it scrolled through the television and it spent an entire hour focusing on Oklahoma and Texas and flyover country and strategic food resource regions where they were going to leverage that land so they could produce more and more agricultural growth, not for us, but for themselves because they can't farm enough due to climate, obviously due to the inefficiencies that they have within their lack of techn technological prowess that they have uh, developed over time. Remember, China's always reverse technology. They always have to kind of go backwards, right, in order to reinvent something, go forward. Florida had now has a ban on China-funded Confucius, uh, con, the China-funded Confucius Institute, according to the article, which backs cultural centers on college campuses that have drawn criticism from both liberals and conservatives. That was earlier this year. First time we started hearing about that. We talked about it back in July. This goes back to 2021 and 2020. The man has been on it. He lashed out at China back in the middle of 2021. In Miami, where he signed into, by the way, the strongest city economy in the country, Miami, folks, Miami. That's right. We'll talk about that on another program where he signed into law a measure targeting undue influence in Florida's government and educational system. A bill the Republican governor said are namely efforts to start fighting back against China. Legislation, here's what it was. Buy the land, influence the educational system, influence, we'll get to the culture in a sec. The two bills signed by DeSantis were top priorities of the governor and the House Speaker Chris Sprouls, who led a probe into China's attempts to poach the work of Florida researchers. That investigation was spurred accusations of Chinese meddling in H. Lee Moffitt Cancer Center and Research Center, State University. We don't have to go back to the Wuhan and biological weapons and all the rest of that stuff. One measure requires state agencies, colleges, and universities to disclose all foreign gifts greater than 50 grand. Because there were a lot. Private entities seeking grants and pursuing state contracts would be required under the legislation to disclose any financial ties to any of seven countries, including China, Cuba, Iran, and Russia. The other one introduces stiffer legal penalties for intellectual property theft benefiting foreign nation and creates a new law against trafficking trade secrets. Very important. I want to remind you that it is you here in the state of New Mexico, in Santa Fe, and Albuquerque, that if, if the, the greatest gains... You, you, you heard yesterday, 1949, first time a nuclear weapon went off in the Soviet Union. Took them four years from the time that they got those secrets. Right around the time that we went uh, Fat Man, Little Boy, and of course the Trinity site. Not in that order, of course. It's Trinity site, Fat Man, Little Boy. We gave them those secrets at Zook's Pharmacy up in Santa Fe. 
the commies were coming down the hill, Oppenheimer, all the rest of them. We said, here, here you go. Here, we're going to make some money. We want to go ahead and get there. We're really just commies. We don't think the United but they were developing it all here and then handing this kind of stuff off. Then, of course, you can go to uh, Wenho Lee, I believe, back like 98, 99, 2000, right around that time. Remember, Wenho Lee was handing that stuff and was going to the Chinese, and they now have it. Thank God for people like Ron DeSantis, people who love this country, protect our secrets, our intellectual property, and don't let other foreigners just come in and start buying all sorts of land willy-nilly. Doesn't make sense. Okay, well, it's not just that. It's not just owning things, but it's influencing as well. The TikTok stuff, boy, the Missouri senator, I'm going to play that for you tomorrow. And I put it in our notes today as I uh, pushed this stuff out because I wanted everybody to see us. He's grilling the TikTok one of the heads of TikTok, and they're like, uh, do you have any Chinese influence? Do you have any CCP influence? Anybody of the party? And he went eight and nine minutes all the way around, and she could not give Senator Josh Hawley a straight answer on it. That's in the morning notes this morning. Watch that video. Ron DeSantis is now going after, remember, was that whole penalty that happened? Walt Disney, you probably forgot about it by now. Remember, he penalized them on their land, 15,000 acres. Ron DeSantis says Disney is enthralled to Communist Party of China while responding to companies' criticism of the Florida's don't say gay bill. They thought they were their own company, their own city. I think Disney's registered as its own city. In Florida, our policies got to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of woke corporations like Disney. Bob Chappick, Disney CEO, spoke out against Florida's recently passed don't say gay bill. Why? Well, <laughs> Anyway, I don't, that's a time for another show. How do they possibly explain lining their pockets with a relationship from the Communist Party of China, DeSantis shared in a statement? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune, and they don't say a word about the really brutal practices at the hands of the CCP. Thank God for governors like Ron DeSantis. Well, the governor, Ron DeSantis. In my opinion, there's almost nobody else. And we're going to go back to China, maybe just a little bit differently, and deal with gain of function, another Note that I shared uh, this morning was, of course, uh, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, this morning it was noted that he is now responsible and that information is now coming out and we are going to be holding him accountable. We'll talk about you will be back in a moment. Back in three. back up to his tricks. The government's back up to his tricks and the Burks, Fauci, and now uh, Valinsky. Uh, she will be vaxxed one way or the other. Um, I'm not just trying to scare you. Like, they're putting this out of mainstream media. And I got to get you guys not just, you know, focused on the conservative media and stuff that's out there because a lot of that stuff, especially during campaign season, all that stuff starts getting drowned out. Um, and it's because people pay attention to multiple sources and you're getting this information and it's gaslighting. And in order for the devil to exist, you got to just have that little bit of doubt, right? That's where the devil lives right in there. It's like, Oh, you know what? They're saying maybe it's safe for now. I'm going to go ahead and get vaxxed. Don't stop. Whatever you do, do not get vaxxed. I'm ad <laughs> please. I implore you do not move any further into the, uh, Vaccination Street. It's pretty crazy, folks. Here's uh, Michelle Walensky, 
And, uh, yeah, she is uh, pretty crazy. I'm not happy about this uh, at all, but let's uh, take a hear from her. You That it'll be better than the previous vaccines. How do you read that? Yeah, so I think, first of all, let me just say, I am here getting my updated fall vaccine because I think it's critically important. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's critically important. You know, it will whole set up. ABC News, CBS, NBC, ABC, everybody say, well, you know what? Uh, we got to get this thing back up. Joe Biden pops out. He says, well, <laughs> COVID-19 is over. And she starts out, well, you know, we've still got a case. Like, uh, Joe Biden slipped again. <laughs> he can't walk around a stage. He can't read a teleprompter. Neither can Kamala, uh, quite frankly. But here we go. Let, let's set it up one more time. Uh, how, how do you look at this new booster in the fight against the pandemic? How confident are, are, how confident are you that it'll be better than the previous vaccines? How do you read that? Yeah, like it will actually do anything a vaccine does this time. We'll actually get something out. How do you, how do you read that? Yeah, so I think, first of all, let me just say, I am here getting my updated fall vaccine because I think it's critically important to do. As you know, we are in a very different place than we were last year or even Ooh, two years. There she is getting the vaccine. I almost want to, like, zoom up. Remember at the very beginning, we weren't sure that people were getting the vaccines. You weren't sure that the needle was actually touching them. And, you know, we had all these videos that sort of popped out. And, and they know how to hold the angle, so you're not sure if the, the actual vaccine is penetrating her arm. You know, let me let me look. Let me look. Years ago, um, at this time, there's a lot of immunity out Ooh. there because people have been vaccinated and have been previously infected. But all the data from this new bivalent vaccine have demonstrated that it will protect you against, more likely protect you against the strains that we have circulating right now, those uh -oh. Omicron BA5 strains, as well as keep you well protected because we've seen that some of that protection can wane over time. So we are really encouraged. Where is it keeping us protected? The people who are getting infected are the people who aren't protected not the people who are taking your you know little crummy vaccine with bivalent what is that what was that word biver so big i don't understand any of it but it must be something i need to do because it's beyond my ability to comprehend so it must be the right thing and you know a nice woman with a great pedigree educational pedigree i need to believe her everybody to roll up their sleeves and get this updated bivalent vaccine there it is. Uh, th that's all you need to do. Just uh, go ahead and jump on board and uh, become a part of uh, your death sentence. I mean, that's really what this is. It's a suicide shot. Uh, going. Well, so let's, let's let's go into this. Let's look at this. I mean, I've heard of everybody losing from uh, every. I was talking about every from losing their hearing to losing you know uh, their ability to breathe, and we saw you know this sudden adult death syndrome. Uh, Sads. Yeah, it is kind of sad that you're taking. These suicide sad shots, right? I mean, it's ridiculous, but you're doing it. You know, my parents refrain. It's like, do you have the mark? And like, it, it, stop. These people are bad. Burks, Fauci, anybody who's trying to make money off that, you know, the stocks tumbled because it was ineffective. Had no efficacy to stop the other strains. What makes you think it's going to do this? We're going in again. Seasons changed. 1.20 p.m. this afternoon. It became autumn. And... The mood change, everything shift. You feel the shift in the energies, uh, Rudy. Oh I yeah, I did. Right, clouds I'm, came I'm in. On dark a, I'm on a schedule. I don't, I, the clock is so important. I got my little little the moon watch going. You know, paying attention to the time, all the time. You know, just make sure, sing song, TikTok way of uh, kind of going. And of course, not the technology. This is bad. Here's who she is. Okay, let's let's break her down, uh, shall we? 
She wants to fast track the new Omicron specific boosters, BA5, BA, BA4, BA5. The consequences could be worse if we wait, she says. It's set to arrive within the next week everywhere, fast tracked, on board, and not human tested, folks. Yeah, they, uh, when they got a few mice and all that, we covered that in uh, the uh, uh, with, with Dr. Summers. So, so they're here. You're taking them. Bi- bivalent, whatever. And multivalent. Vaccines are very common, and modifying a vaccine to include different virus strains often does not require a change in other ingredients. Okay, well, I'm glad you're using all the fluid that was ineffective last time, and I got COVID anyway. I never got COVID. I'm not worried about COVID. In fact, they made a whole article about the people who never get COVID. We're like some sort of mutants, reptiles, lizards, whatever we are. Proving the two new boosters as soon as possible could be a priority, right? This is Were they going to run on this? You never know what they're going to do. So I went to go look at her CV. Uh, By the way, for you... Uh, for those of you in the know, it's your curriculum vitae, right? You have to, what's in your CV? She has a master's of public health. She's an MD, chief of the division of infectious diseases at the Massachusetts General Hospital at Harvard Medical School. She conducted influential research on HIV AIDS, right? Straight up the pedigree for exactly this type of thing. All right. Served as a front line of the COVID-19 pandemic in Massachusetts, conducting research on vaccine delivery and strategies to reach underserved communities. They're always serving underserved communities. She has all these things about how to navigate COVID-19. She feels honored to serve. And you got her whole biography. She's the mother of three boys. By the way, she's the first to tell you that all three of them are vaxxed. And they're like, why do I have to be vaxxed? She's also married to a physician in all of this. Okay. Quoted extensively in national and local publications. And then we scroll down. Trump's den of dissent inside the White House task force as the coronavirus surges. The dissent the entire time was this woman. It's listed in the Washington Post. How did she get picked? How did she get selected? Well, she was the top of the one that was shouting Donald Trump down the entire time. What did Donald Trump do? He followed Burks and Fauci. And this woman... Shouting from the rooftops was keeping Donald Trump in line, but she didn't need to because uh, Donald Trump's like, I don't know anything about medicine. I should just follow what these people are saying, and here you go. Yeah, she's part of all of this. She's been there for a while. Burks was taxed with collecting and analyzing the infection data. We'll see how that worked. (laughs) She's got a whole new look, folks. She's hoping you forget about her. Fauci, he was directing all the PR stuff, right? Then, of course, you had... uh, CDC's Director Robert Redfeld, Food and Drug Administration Stephen Hahn, along with other doctors considered in all of this. What were they doing? They were the ones that were giving Donald Trump the advice right from the very beginning. It's the same, same verse, third verse, same as the first. Okay, It's all the same. Same people giving you the same information, and there's not going to be a different outcome. Again, it takes five years to develop a vaccine. They still don't have a full sample side of about thirty to 40,000 parts to develop the full vaccine. That's what it takes. We went through all the stuff. We covered it with Dr. Yeadon. He advised at every turn, do not take this vaccine. This is wrong. That guy was the chief of Pfizer in Britain. His life destroyed. More on that on another program, by the way. I mean, all of the people have either gone to jail, if you spoke out against this, if you had any sort of power. Sad thing. Here's what you need to know about Walensky. Well, it's all political. 
all the, she's highly educated. Well, she's qualified. We need to pick her. She looks nice. She's pretty. She's got three boys and uh, let's go with her. She's a researcher and a physician. Oh, that didn't serve to us too well. All we knew is that we had an 81 year old researcher, 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 researcher. Well, in theory, it sounds pretty good researcher. And then uh, we got Fauci, right? It's always these researchers that uh, lead us down the primrose path because they're always so much more intelligent. We should just respect everything they have to say. No, this is a practical matter. Communication is one of her strengths. Believe what she says. She's able to control a room when she walks into it. Her ability to convey a message, along with the fact that she's a physician and a researcher, boy, she's got she, she's hitting all the bells. The full package is what she was called on NPR's WBR, a colleague of her, Anish Jha, MDPMPH. These are people with agendas. Every single one of them. Regardless of their qualifications, they're not using their science, and this is how you know they're an agenda. You can always find their little puff pieces and their vanity pieces. They're either running in Rolling Stone and People Magazine at home with Walensky. Guess what? She's got all those in spades because she's got profiles of her in all three of those magazines, including Vogue. Science, not politics, the ultimate gaslighting on the American people. How Dr. Rochelle Walensky is saving the CDC. I could literally, as she's posing next to all her medicine and sitting there being set up so that people will believe the crap she is selling, which is no different than it was in the past. 550-5500. I'll read your text next hour. Hour two coming at you. And with that, we dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you here from the AVQ on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can also catch us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, Audible. Download the apps for free at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com, and continue to subscribe there at rockoftalk.chat. Uh, if you did, you had uh, one hell of a day on uh, rockoftalk.chat. Uh, in fact, I would uh, say it's our uh, best ever day at rockoftalk.chat, given the stuff that has come through. You get your preview, a new feature, your lunch break, uh, really funny stuff with the uh, Rock of Talk rant or call of the day. Yesterday was uh, <laughs> our most notorious caller. It was uh, David, right? Show killer. He was on, and uh, we had a very entertaining exchange for about 13 minutes. You got that at noon. Did a data dump at about 11 o'clock. Those will come up a little bit earlier. We'll follow that up with our third hour uh, follow-up on that, which is the poor state of the New Mexico educational system. Come on, Mark Ronchetti. Save us there. <laughs> well, he's not going to save us, but you got to help. And uh, what can you do? I mean, these numbers that are coming through on these this latest – survey my gosh you guys gonna do that and of course you got your uh, daily blast which came uh, significantly earlier so that was uh, pretty cool uh, as well and uh, thanks for the love the likes all of that stuff which you didn't have to get on facebook or twitter or i've been banned everywhere right banned in 17 states and around the world yeah, no we are here uh poor donald trump come on we gotta we gotta we gotta back donald trump we gotta back ron DeSantis. we gotta as republicans unify and come together and we gotta get our people elected but it doesn't look good right now 48 days until the election and uh, we've got some bad people involved i'll read your uh text uh, should i read them to kick off the hour there uh yeah, rudy do you want to hear like uh, so in our first hour today we covered we made made a lot of ground inflation the pain is coming 
Bring the pain. We're ready for it. Uh, I've prepared you, and uh, you know where things are going. By the way, you got a little video preview, too, of all that. I'm not, not really interested in that video preview myself. It's like, I just got to nail it real quick, and it's, it's all right there. The deflated Democrats, Janet Yellen, giving you false information, trying to tell you there's a recovery, trying to say, hey, we're going to be able to stay out of recession. We're already well into a recession, and it's definitely going to be a depression come January 1st. It's just a matter of who's going to be responsible for it. If it's the Republicans or the Democrats. If the Republicans come out as the winners in the House and the Senate, which I've already told you is going to be 52-48 in the Senate, we're going to about 15 seats in the House. That's the way that it looks right now. And I think that that is pretty realistic. I went back and looked at the, the numbers again. Sabato has his. Politico has theirs. 538 has theirs. Like everyone has their prognostications uh, that are coming up. But long story short, when you look at this, if the Republicans get the power, Democrats will immediately turn to guns, focus on 24, bring out Michelle Obama, and they will call this entire time a depression, and they will absolutely decimate Donald Trump. Okay? They are going to... Uh, filed a, a thousand lawsuits that I think they probably filed. It feels like that much. It's ridiculous. On the flip side of that, if the Democrats win, they're going to say, well, we all need to mask up vax. We need to go ahead and shut down, shut down schools. We don't know how to explain this worldwide depression. And then they're going to escalate the war in Russia. Um, they're going to do everything they can to antagonize that. And then they're going to use that as an excuse why the economy is so bad in 23, 24. And then they're going to say, if Donald Trump would have, and then that is going to prolong just this or, <clears throat> yeah, prolong this uh, this kicking of Donald Trump's ass that just seems to be happening all over the place. So you need to understand how that is all going down. But thankfully, we've got a great backup plan in Ron DeSantis. He's doing good. He's taking on the Chinese. And uh, that is a good thing because it's just a matter of time before China hits Taiwan. That is coming very quickly I would probably say within the next month to two months, if not sooner. We're all waiting for the end of the world, I guess, on September 24th. Somebody says solar flare. Yeah, how are you going to predict a solar flare? Like, like what kind of – come on. Let's get real here. Are you that smart? And then uh, Walensky on you getting vaxxed, and then uh, we'll launch headlong into hour two. And this did not hit me right. Now, here is a turncoat amongst Donald Trump, and he went after Ron DeSantis. So I don't know whose side this guy is on. In my opinion, I think Jared Kushner very likely helped out the January 6th committee. In fact, he did. Yeah, there was a whole report on it. Jared Kushner went and decided to go ahead and help the January 6th committee. They, he, he was very, very helpful towards them. We'll get into more of that in our next segment. Before we do, here's Kushner today. Or like, excuse me, uh, two days ago, against uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, you know they're weaving these evil things. Remember, he owns six six six. I think Fifth Avenue is the name of the building. Commercial real estate. Ooh. At that time, it was the most expensive piece of real estate uh, there. Here he is uh, hitting uh, Ron. DeSantis. And if you're on RockofTalk.tv, you can actually see this uh, right there, folks. There it is. There is. Uh, him uh, getting hit. Let me just go ahead and uh, play this and crank there it up. A freak out about that? No, there wasn't. The You've had to make a point. Yet 50 uh, die in Texas in a trailer because they were being neglected. Was there a freak out about that? No, there wasn't. You've had criminal aliens get across that southern border and victimize Americans, killing some, raping some. Was there any type of outrage about that? No. It's only when 50 get put into Martha's Vineyard, which 
wasn't saying they didn't want this. They said they wanted this. They said they were a sanctuary jurisdiction. But that was all virtue signaling. And not only did they not welcome them, they deported them the next day with the National Guard. Give me a break. Give me a break indeed, Jared. So two million across the border, 78 on the terrorist. Where is the outrage? But 48 in Martha's Vineyard. And all of a sudden, Democrats seem to wake up. Uh, well, first of all, Listen I, I personally watch what's happening, and it's very hard to see at the southern border. I, I also, we have to remember these are human beings, they're people, so seeing them being used as political pawns one way or the other is, is very oh. uh, troubling to me. But I, I do think that if you go back to the time under President Trump, uh, we had the lowest border crossings in history when he turned over the administration, and uh, the border was secure, was very safe, and, and people don't talk enough about the fact that these people are lured in uh, to these journeys by the coyotes. They're paying a lot of money. Uh, I think 80% of women are sexually assaulted along the way. They come into America. They don't have papers. Many of them are exploited, put into human trafficking and, and modern slavery in a lot of ways. So it's a very sad situation. I think the policies that President Trump was trying to put forward on figuring out how to create a secure border, a merit-based immigration system, having rule and, and law and order uh, were very important policies that unfortunately uh, was just totally disregarded and reversed day one. And now we're seeing the unfortunate uh, humanitarian catastrophe that comes uh, because of that. And that's such a great point. You know, these these millions of migrants that are being lured by the criminal cartel. So he's jumping right into the middle, of, point. middle, 50, middle of, of this uh, conversation right now. He's jumping right into the middle of this conversation unnecessarily. But why is he doing that? Not going to be helping Trump at all. Why does he have to go out against the DeSantis? Because this is what controlled opposition looks like. He's covering his tracks, offering up a distraction, acting like he's inside. Certainly DeSantis and Trump are on the exact same side. You remember when Donald Trump launched headlong into his 2016 campaign for president when you were trying to make America great again. Now we're just trying to you know, bring this country to doom. When we were trying to do that, it was on immigration. It was about illegal immigrants that were here that are coming here. And now they're coming more and harder than they ever have done before. More than 2 million this year alone. Average cost per illegal immigrant, $9,200. Resources that we can't afford. Maybe Kushner could. He, after all, owns 666 Fifth Avenue. Now just 660 Fifth Avenue because of all the pushback uh, on that. We're going to pick it up there when we return. More on uh, Kushner into Trump. And we'll, of course, uh, reference how he was controlled off there. To the music, swing to the music. Fifth Avenue. That's the uh, Tishman building, and it uh, sold to Kushner's, the Kushner companies. Uh, his 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 dad is a shady character. Let's just put it that way. Went to prison, all sorts of problems, you know. But that particular uh, address was uh, located where uh, the Vanderbilt estate. I don't know how many people know that, but the yeah, the Vanderbilt house, William K. Vanderbilt, Satan himself. You know the Vanderbilt. You of course know uh, um, Anderson Cooper. Yes. <laughs> 
son of Gloria Vanderbilt. I mean, like, like we know these things are out there. I don't like to get into conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff, but yeah, there is a presence there and it was on purpose and set up and you can go back and look at the old pictures of the uh, William K Vanderbilt house um, that are out there. And um, the folks this is a real thing, you know, it's constantly controlled. There was satanic rituals apparently there in the uh, early aughts. Uh, you might, uh, anyway, the Crowley, if anybody knows who Alistair Crowley and all these types of things, frequent these like the bushes it, it was famously said that uh, barbara bush was the daughter of uh alistair Crowley. do you know who that is what are you going to do to help uh what are you going to do to help donald trump uh, speaking of the spirits uh, that are in our head that won't go uh rudy i what? know you you want to do something for trump he's 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 literally surrounded by evil and spirits and it could like you know, all the numbers and everything around. What, what are you going to do to help Donald Trump? I'm going to start offering a mass That's every a good week idea. for him. There I really go. am. I'm start this good week. I'm you. going to call tomorrow. I'm going to see if St. John Vianney has the 10 o'clock mass open. We last got to time you last time you did that though. Remember the last time that you did that? You were you're not so happy. What what happened? I, well, remember they, 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 so this this literally happened to to uh, to Rudy when he tried to offer a mass up for our president, the president, like. The most powerful man in the universe. Not just that, right? but a human being. And yeah. I'm offering a mass from That's what we do. We pray for each other. But this one was not at St. John Vianney. That's a great church, by the way, out, of, it is. out on the west side. But mine, this one was at Risen Savior. Yep. And I had the mass. It was all offered for him. It was the uh, 7 o'clock mass. And the priest comes up, and he always starts the mass with, and today the mass is offered for. And he goes, and the mass is offered for. Well, this is different. And then he stumbled and the deacon, who is ultra liberal, oh yep. my goodness, oh, he yeah. just kept it out. All of the deacons the... are there. Just there. well, remember they're mar- they're heathens, right? <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I mean that's what happened at one church. But you know I'm what? Sorry to hear. There are se- there are several churches I know. John- Saint John Vianney. There's one in Los Lunas too that I think we can offer mass for. Well, just a, how about we just knock try to get one out of the way? They, I guarantee they're going to reject you. They I don't think st- so. Yeah, you don't think so? You no. think they're going to do this? Liz knows that I'll push her pretty hard if she All right. does. All right, so you have Kushner pushing back against DeSantis. You have Kushner also handling the stuff within Mar-a-Lago. We know that he had access to that. He's one of the close confidants. Now he's going out on the news circuits and trying to act like he's not part of this kind of stuff. And remember, I told you about Pottinger, which was unbelievable, right? That set up, his dad set this stuff up against a tricky dick. Great man, great president, Richard Nixon in the 70s. I mean, the same thing that's happened to Richard Nixon right now is the same formula with the same people, like, who are descended from all that. Ron DeSantis said the migrants he flew to Martha's Vineyards hit the jackpot, but immigration experts say the stunt more closely resembles a different shade of family separation. We're back at the same thing. The same thing that the media used to attack Donald Trump is the same thing. Remember, kids in cages. We're going to put cages out there. He had that ridiculous idiot... Uh, a gay priest uh, over there at St. Therese. What what happened? What happened with him? What do we know? Yeah, he put that ridiculous cage in front, and then put all these horrible, terrible things all over the signs. Right? This is what Donald Trump is doing to these. It was never even happening. I think Tim Keller. I think the Democrats went down there and did a little grandstand drumming of their own, and like they just can't stop. They'll lie right in front of you. And then, by the way, they did hit the jackpot, and they're Venezuelanos, right? They're Venezuelans. Wow. Krishner criticizes DeSantis migrant flights have to remember that these are human beings. Why? What gain do you have here? Why create the separation at this point? There's no reason if you're truly trying to help Trump, you're truly trying to help the Republican Party. If you're truly a Republican, you've got to like help bring people together. I, mean, I wish Josh Hawley was running. I wish 
you know, I wish we were in a different place at a different time and you have the people. I mean, that Josh Hawley, Rand Paul are two of the people who just put down and very different styles. Hawley's in your face, up your you-know-what, and Rand will just bury you in intelligence, just, just run you over. Why, Jared Kushner? We don't need you on the controlled opposition circuit of Fox News. Why do you think I got rid of it? You could see the controlled opposition the night of the election when everything shifted and they were selling us and all those people took the fall. Do you remember that? It was a, I literally pointed out at the point that the shift happened. It was 8, 8.05, 8.10 p.m. I can go back. I have their recording. And you saw them just massaging and changing it. Like right there, as we were watching, I'm like, look, you can see them just moving everything. And then at 4 in the morning, there go the uh, vote dumps. All the vote dumps started happening, and we saw what happened. And Bob's your uncle. There it is. Hey, Joe Biden went and claimed victory, and here we are. Does Kushner like Biden? Does it help his uh, deadbeat prisoner dad? Yeah, Jared Kushner's dad. Well, on immigration, uh, you go back and you look at the history of this, and I included this in the notes. You go to Vanity Fair. Watch what I say when it comes to this. The media and PR is very important. You've got to develop some media savvy, some chops here, and understanding that once these guys start getting puff pieces, it's about their ego and they're trying to sell stuff. This one from Vanity Fair, dated February 12, 2020. Kushner is once again attempting to expand merit-based visas while appealing to Trump's base of immigration hardliners. There it is. More liberal pushes from within Donald Trump's camp. That was Seven days after the greatest State of the Union address ever given in the history of this country. Back on February 5th, and then you go, or February 3rd, February 5th, I think. Right? And what's Kushner pushing? Uh, we need to go ahead and expand sanctuary cities. We need to go ahead and improve our ability to distribute. Why? What was he doing back then? He was already on the case for the big government. Let's not forget. One of Hillary Clinton, I mean, one of uh, Ivanka Trump's best friend is Hillary Clinton's daughter, Chelsea. They went to the same school. They buddied up. Let's not forget who Hillary Clinton's daughter is married to. Chelsea Clinton is married to George Soros's nephew. Like, it's all right there. We can spell all this kind of stuff out. You can go look it up. This isn't some sort of QAnon conspiracy. Theory. It's real. Go look at it. Bankrupt, the SPACs. That were pushed out there. Chamath Palapatia, the guy who's getting all that money set up over there, pumped $2 billion, a billion for Branson, a billion for me. We don't care if the SPACs uh, go ahead and fail. We're just going to crank the cash. It's been a good run. Everybody got paid, and they'll just quietly step back into the bushes like Homer Simpson. Kind of crazy. But all these things are connected and becomes this controlled opposition. And it's all meant to intimidate our strength, which was our strength for quite a long time. And that, of course, was Donald Trump. The strength of this country, we had a lower unemployment rate during Donald Trump's presidency. We had a better economy running on it, real economic factors, real strength, real hegemonic dominance in the world, real leadership, moving out of wars, not getting involved in any sort of, sort of international conflicts, telling NATO it needs to pay for itself. We're not going to go ahead and participate in any of that kind of stuff. Having all the world leaders make fun of us, yet still coming out ahead at the same time. Getting attack, uh, attacked by Iran, yet figuring out a way to attack back without having to actually take out any people. Kind of incredible for a man who had never been elected president. 
And now sources are now saying, and get this folks, he may not step in for 2024. This is on Megyn Kelly. Yes, we can go back to the very first debate to launch everything uh, off. Uh, let's take a listen. Megyn Kelly, uh, this from, I believe, oh, by the way, uh, Mark Ronchetti was on this podcast. He does a great job. It's called Ruthless. I used to be high up in the RNC, right? And he said, Trump's not going to run again. Trump just can't say that he's not going to run again. Um, and he said he would never declare anyway, because as soon as he declares, like, right, if he were to declare tomorrow um, on, on the chance that he is going to run again, um, the RNC could no longer pay his legal bills. They couldn't support him with his legal bills because the RNC has to stay neutral. So they can't be funding one guy's legal bills. So that, that I thought that was kind of interesting that like, Trump will have to delay if he's going to announce that he's running as long as humanly possible because he's got a lot of legal bills. But the, but it was this guy's strong belief that he will not run again, that he's too worried about losing. Well, to my understanding, I think the RNC has stopped paying those bills. I think it was unfortunately right around the time that uh, this latest you know case against Trump came up. Right before that is when I think some kind of like time period lapsed or whatever. The RNC is no longer paying for his attorneys, that it's now being paid by the outside group that that Trump manages. Yeah, the Save America PAC actually picked Save up America I mean, the extraordinary bill in this latest report in terms of legal. I think it was their largest expenditure. Because the Dems just keep going after this guy. They right. will just keep suing him. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, look, Megan, I, I think I don't know what the motivation is. I do know that Donald Trump and his supporters very oh, much. They know exactly what the motivation is. They know who is motivated, what they're set out to do. And look. Megyn Kelly, even herself, has an axe to grind with uh, Donald Trump. She's asking that question, pushing that information out there, and that's giving light to that. But uh, Rudy's going to say some prayers for Donald Trump. Back after a quick break here in the Keep. At the Rock of Talking, we dive back in to the best talk. I'm going to get to your text very quickly. We'll catch up a little bit, and we'll get into more of these. Uh, Trump maybe not running for 2024. I don't believe Megyn Kelly. I don't believe what they're saying over at uh, Ruthless. Um, uh, I think we know what's happening. This is part of this, you know, this quashing, which doesn't need to be the focus right now. The focus needs to be uh, uh, getting every Republican elected everywhere we possibly can, quashing libertarians, quashing you know, the liberals and the Democrats and the commies and the socialists. I mean, folks, uh, you know, I told you, I once gave the speech on air talking about how we're not going to get to 250. It all depends upon what happens in these next four years. And it's all lining up economically, the ESG. I mean, it, these people have their heads in the clouds and they have no idea, no idea how to solve any. I mean, this Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, they're either drunk, stupid, stoned in the case of Kamala. I mean, they all, <laughs> we'll get to uh, Kamala just a, a little bit later. And you're Latinos. You guys are moving more towards Republicans and that's very good. And we'll talk about that. Uh, why? But before I get to the dumb Trump stuff that has happened and failed, because Donald Trump's record is 192 and 10, right? Yep. I think that's what it was during the time. Rudy uh, firing off some prayers. Getting a mass offered from this weekend. What I have noticed over the years is all Democratic voters believe in everything they hear the first time, Eddie. All my friends that are over 50 years old, that's been vaccinated due to job requests or just ignorant Democrats. 
are exhausted at the end of the day. They're going to bed two hours earlier. That is true. Have you noticed that people who are uh, vaxxed, they have no energy. Their energy is dying. Rudy, you've been vaxxed. You know what I'm saying is true. And is that true? Hooked, and a year and a half later, had uh -huh. to get a pacemaker. There you go. Uh, earlier than I used to, and they're having memory loss. Uh, memory loss for you yet? No, but there's there's a smell loss, and um, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, okay. Taste? No, I got taste. Uh, do you, for the taco tote? You were supposed to be a taco tote today. I, I What'd did, you have? I, Horchata. I got beans. I just wanted beans. I got beans. beans. You just oh, wanted yeah, the, this the, great salsa. They don't really call hot. them charo beans, do they? Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Why, yeah. why is that charo? What is that? Uh, well, this, the difference is you have refried beans or charo right, beans. I better, beans. We better not. I gotta, I'm yeah. going to get hungry But if I do that. That's just no good. It'd be fascinating or interesting to interview Whoopi Goldberg. No, it wouldn't. Molly, you in danger, girl. She announced that she has her entire family, siblings, grandkids, and grandkids' spouses. She got them all vaccinated. <laughs> that is not a woman any... Can you believe that Ted Danson was with that? No. Oh, oh. That's like a rancid old jar of pickle. Ah! Wah! <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even process that, could you? I couldn't. Shaved eyebrows, by the way. That's the new eyebrows, just uh, FYI. My father taught me, instructed me, never believe anything you hear and only believe half of what you do see on your own. That's right. I like that. Yeah. Good to hear, Rudy. I'm praying for Trump as well. Thank you. Uh, you're on fire. I never liked Ivanka and Jared in the position of advisors. Yeah, like I just, I, I'm with, I'm with you on that. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, record Alameda. Did you call that? Uh, that or it's standstill today, Rudy. Where's that? Uh, Alameda. Alameda. Oh yeah. Okay. You had there? an accident in Rio Grande Boulevard, yeah. so it's just not, not fun. They can stick those vaccines where the sun doesn't shine. No, my wife and I have had it twice. Still not getting vaxxed. F them. Yeah, F them. I'm with that. And there's America, F that. Let's see. With four years of vice president under his belt, this will pave the way for DeSantis to run in 2028 as president. People are believing what I was saying. Trump DeSantis in 2024. What do you think? That's just, so, that's formidable. I right? think that would be great. Take. I mean, they'll just take, it'll be a takedown of Mike Obama. <laughs> Mike! To be like Mike. You can be like Mike. You can be 57 different genders if you like. Uh, Bavilan a pair of homologous uh, chromosomes. That's a lot of marbles in the mouth. I don't know what that is, Mark, but I'm not smart enough to pronounce uh, any sort of. You saw what I did yesterday with the uh, Department of Justice report. Now you want me to get into medicine? Come on! <laughs> you love. Uh, did we just talk about this ten days ago in the New England uh, Medical Journal? The clot shot kills the human immune system. Kills a lot of things. Kills everything. Might as well raid. You loved, uh, hello, Eddie, I don't understand why a libertarian runs. There's no way for them to win. They just split the vote. Well, they're collectively the, the most intelligent, uh, uh, stupidest people on the planet, right? They'll, like, lead, you can lead a horse to water, but they're just there to be spoilers at this point. We're going to go to, if we just move to parliamentary elections, uh, we might have a chance uh, after a few merry-go-rounds. I'll tell you what, that's when you leave. When you start, when you have ranked choice voting, folks, in the state of New Mexico, Pack your bags, time to leave, stick your thumb out. We've already got one. We've already adopted national popular vote, national stupid vote. Now we're going to go to, like, we'll never see a president again in the state of New Mexico. You know, I mean, unless you have somebody from New Mexico who was president, then that'd be a whole different thing. Uh, old Yellen is not really gelling with her idiotic brain. That is uh, certainly true. Uh, <laughs> the dude was smoking weed. He was smoking milkweed. 
Uh, it's a perfect economic poop. Bodoni should give her votes to Ron Ketty, but China has messed up the economy too, Eddie. Tanks preventing a run on the banks. Tanks. I don't think I understand that. Worldwide conspiracy to get us to live in a high-rise apartment, like the Jeffersons, and eat crickets. We're all equal now. <laughs> NPR's nasal tone drives me batty. It does me too. Effeminate men <laughs> on their need to testosterone. This is Moral Liason. Remember, she was on for years. For years, she was an institution of boredom. The vaccine does not work. Flu vaccine rarely work. I got COVID after getting vaxxed. Ooh. Vaxxed and taxed to the max. The dude ran over. The teenage Republican should be charged with a crime. That is weird in North Dakota of all places. North Dakota. How do you have flaming liberals in North Dakota? They have the highest SAT scores in the country. My best friends are from North Dakota. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Nord. That's a great story. <laughs> My nut. You know, all these uh, great people that are up from there. Cold but good. Uh, cold but meaty. Yeah. It's, uh, they like their meat. They like their football. You know, they, they, they love their world champion football teams out there. Yeah. Beating up on D1. FBI whistleblower is under attack for exposing agency delinquency um, against conservatives, including President Trump. Special agent Steve Friend is a courageous hero who risked his job and was fired. This is what standing up looks like. It is those people who saved the country the first time around after, uh, you know, Comey was not my homie at six feet seven. No, 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 no. FBI agents are supposed to be protected under federal law when they share information with Congress. Uh, they are not. Let's see what happens. Oddly, Friend was directed to put in sex trafficking cases aside in order to exaggerate the quote-unquote threat of domestic terrorism related to January 6th. Writer and teacher Leo Buscalio. Oh, wow, the love man. You know who that is? Rudy, go look him up. Try to spell it first. Said it best. The person who risks nothing, does nothing, has nothing, becomes nothing. You know, keyboard, keyboard cowboys. I don't, I don't like keyboard warriors. I like keyboard cowboys. I think that's better. He may avoid suffering and sorrow, but he simply cannot learn and feel and change and grow and love and live. Changed by, chained, chained by his certitudes. He is a slave. He fortified his freedom. Only a person who risks is truly free. Be free. Get free. Let this be a reminder to us all. You are only enslaving yourselves to living a lie when you think it may be safer to not say or do anything. If anyone risks something like friend has been, has then Americans will have a better chance of keeping our freedoms. If you do nothing, you don't deserve to be free, right? Yep. He who, right, finds complaints, deserves neither. All right. This is going to be a hard part here of this show because this is all about the dump Trump part and the lessons that have been learned by the Republican Party. Now, as a Trump, right, I was a, right, was I considered a Trump mayoral candidate? Is that, didn't they try to paint me in that corner? I, I think that's kind of the whole entire thing. Oh, he's with Trump. We can't vote for that. He's crazy. I'm like, then they're like, they're trying to run Manny as somebody who's affiliated with Trump somehow. A Democrat running is like, well, that's a bad formula because the guy just, just, you know, didn't really get it. You know, that, that, Him running at he all shook was a hands bad with, he, he shook hands with Trump, and he also shook hands with Barack Obama. So his, his shaking hands doesn't really work. <laughs> um, I have a very weak handshake on purpose. Um, I'll tell you more about that on another show. There's a reason why I do it. It's a technique. Um, that I use because I always like wait to see you see these guys who try to always come in and overpower you well I shake so many hands I like wait to kind of receive their energy and see what kind of energy they give me so <laughs> I wonder what kind of handshake that man has you know does he have a politician's handshake I'm like <laughs> what's a politician's handshake like but does he just like work out all day and just squeeze other people's hand you oh look what the rock is no I guess it's kind of ridiculous anyway I digress
Um, I'll pick it up there. Uh, but I'm going to preface it by talking about how the dump Trump portion of all this has died every single time. Okay. We wa- we waited and we saw. We saw his accounting firms. We saw his attorneys. We saw his family. We saw his former family members. We saw every single person turn against Donald Trump. The big one happens to be his accounting firm, Mazars USA LLP. This is why right now this particular lawsuit that shouldn't have any merit has a little bit of merit. This is why he's being sued. I can't believe I'm going to say this for a quarter of a billion dollars. We're going to pick it up there and we'll talk about why that dumb Trump will fell. Back in three, you and me here in the Kiva. trying to have a good fact check. Uh, this is good. So I'm reading from the Free Republic, and uh, there's the clinton Mazvinsky soros connection, and uh, I don't want to read this all, but, uh, you know, what are you going to believe, Snopes? Uh, Snopes has failed how many times on these things, or the factcheck.org or any of this stuff. Remember, that's what happens when stuff that they don't want to be true, it ends up coming out, and then they just bury it in as many false reports as they possibly can. So it's very interesting. Uh, here, but it goes into Mazvinsky, Ed Mazvinsky, his dad, and then the connection, Chelsea Mazvinsky. So you can uh, find that on Free Republic. I was reading something else on Nick Swift uh, that was there. And then you have the Zman.com uh, on there as well. And then, of course, the first things that, that comes up, first thing that comes up is Snopes, right? Checkyourfacts.com. <laughs> And then uh, you got News Patriots uh, blog, which also uh, says this. So it's about 50-50 by and large, but you can see it all right there. So, uh, Danelle, thank you for uh, doing that. I was looking at that and just I know that I had read it and I had gone through all of that. And, and of course, I've gave you the Chapatopalapatia connection to uh, Chelsea Clinton's Clinton's husband. So, okay. So. Block Trump, dump Trump, whatever they try to do. They try to do this during the 2016 election. I included the article so that people could actually see how, you know, these people were going crazy in the Republican Party prior to Donald Trump ever actually getting the nomination. He had secured like 1,600 votes. You know, it was all there. He was ready to go. Uh, Latinos for Trump, right? Hispanics for Trump. You know, that was a big thing. I think even back in, in 2016, we were like, what? I thought he hated it. And I went to a, a burning effigy uh, that was down in El Paso. When Donald Trump came to El Paso, I mean, they were burning a large effigy. I don't know. Maybe it was 10, 15, 20 feet. It was large. And I was down there with uh, Mick Rich happened to be down there. I said, hey, what's going on, Mick? And then it was disgusting to watch them burn an actual effigy of the sitting president. Can you imagine if we burned an effigy? Remember they used to have the Trump pinatas? Right. Like we had so many, so much hate directed towards Donald Trump. And he's not even in office. Like people are like, oh, I can't do, uh, you know, you can't be my friend. I don't want to do business with you because you supported Donald. Like, when is that whole thing gonna finally go away? The fact that the answer is the answer to that question is never. 
Never, ever. It is here to stay maybe forever. <laughs> right. So if the Mazars and the rest of these people, because they have stained him, his reputation, and remember, this is a man who took all about $16, like, what? why, why is this continuing to be a thing? Because he has such power over the Republican Party, and even now, 192.10, okay? It didn't stop. Now, all of that he can handle on the outside. What a politician or a businessman or pretty much anybody that has something to lose cannot handle is someone who is close to them very close to them, sort of like trying to undercut them all the time, right? They're throwing slights uh, or maybe giving away information or working in, in, in many cases, as a double agent or being disloyal, you know? Um, and you can come out and say, you're, I'm loyal, I'm loyal. And then <laughs> the first person to be disloyal is the person who has to come and tell you that he's loyal, okay? Nobody should have to identify that as a trait in you. If you're loyal, it speaks for itself. Of all of the things that you've done in your lifetime, you will know. That's, that is it. Remember, the people who stand on top of the mountain have the most to lose, and they're the first to be a type of thing. And you got everybody just working. And starting. The great thing about being on top of a mountain all the time, right, is well, you see who's coming. I know a lot of people don't think of things that way. Jared Kushner, to go back to him. This was written in NPR, and this startled me. Beginning of April, and I started looking at this, and I'm like, Oh, yeah. This was before the Mar-a-Lago stuff. And Jared Kushner sitting here with opposition leader Benjamin Netanyahu, married to Trump's daughter. He appeared voluntarily, literally voluntarily appeared for a remote interview that started to be interviewed for the January 6th committee. Now, where was he when Donald Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago was in? I think he was in Minnesota or he was somewhere up north. They were out shopping. I think maybe it was even like Mall of America, something like very strange. Like, what are they doing there? They can shop anywhere where they happen to be there, right? The panel asked Ivanka Trump to appear before the committee. Now, remember yesterday, they went after the family fortune. Just help me, just help me slow this down for you because I'm, I'm really, really trying to just put this out in front of you so that you understand. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, and you heard that from out a number, is an enemy of Fox News. He will not do an interview. He has nothing to do with Fox News. He bashes Fox News. Fox News did not cover his last great rally in Philadelphia two days after Joe Biden. Okay, I mean, it was raucous. It was amazing. They didn't cover it. And yet, Jared Kushner goes on to bash DeSantis on Fox News, which is right down the street from their apartment, right there. 1211 uh, something or other, right? I've been, been there. Sixth Avenue, I think is what it is. Rockefeller Center, Rock Center, all right there. He walked over there, did the outnumbered interview, and then bashed Ron DeSantis for literally no reason. Didn't even need to be on there. Nobody cares what he has to say. And why did he do that? Because it created a distraction for the rest of this legal element that came from Letitia James. This is the way this stuff works, folks. Okay? Understand that. Kushner probably won't get anything benefit directly, unless it comes directly from Ivanka. Ivanka, Eric, and what's the other one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Donald, Don Jr. Donnie. All getting attacked right now, going after their family fortune. 
between $200 million in legal bills, they have another $250 million that they want to sell. That, that's going to wipe out what's left of their empire, if you could even call it that anymore. $3 billion. That's chump change on Wall Street anymore. That's like an afternoon loan. And they bar him from buying any more real estate. At, what, who owns real estate? Yeah, Kushner. This is weird, right? Why would you want to keep a person like this this close to you? I think the committee really appreciate this April of this year. Hearing information from people who have relevant facts about January 6th. This is four months before Mar-a-Lago. And the fact that Kushner came as a witness is helpful to building the story of our investigation. They're thanking him out in the open. Where's the intel around Donald Trump? Where are the people who are supposed to be protecting him? This is written in NPR. He was traveling back from Saudi Arabia January 6th, but Thompson said he believes that he could help the committee understand more about the events that led up to that day. We think because he was an integral part of the administration, it's important for us to find out if he knew anything about planning before January 6th. How much does Donald Trump love his daughter? Probably to the end of the earth, right? Fathers love their kids just like that. That's the way it is. There's no executive privilege. How does he stand to gain? What's he involved with? Does he know people from the Mossad, for example? The other side, the Mossad, uh, most famous, uh, if you will, potential connections could be, um, <clears throat> yeah, those connected to the Royals, which of course would be Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. But that's a story yet for another day. I'm glad you're praying for Donald Trump, Rudy. This is a point that I'm worried for the next maybe week to week and a half. What else could possibly hit him at this time? Why do they keep doing this? There's nothing that the man has done. Now, I'm going to tell you that I did watch the interview, and I have no reason to cover it. He did not do himself any favors, and I don't think Sean Hannity helped him last night uh, with that interview. The less you hear from Trump these next 48 days, the better it is for the Republican Party. Because nobody is out in front defending him. They've taken all his pawns. They've taken out his rooks. They took out his knights. And he's got no queen. It's him, a bishop, and maybe two pawns at this point. We got to hope that he's Kasparov at this point in pulling this off. I've always stated, you've always stated, everyone who has had faith in Donald Trump has always stated he's playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. The problem is, is he's taken on all these people who have attempted to redefine and sort of get to the bottom of what happened in the 2020 election. And we've got to let that go while we're in the midst of litigating another election. We can't be caught up on an election two years ago anymore. That's something that should have been handled and hopefully something for the next time. And then, of course, you've got, I think, the biggest demographic that is moving and not because of DeSantis necessarily, but because of. Donald Trump and DeSantis. And that, of course, are Latino voters. We're going to talk about Latino voters, how they are going to be the ones to move the needle going forward here in this country. There is some good information out there that is statistically significant and that you must pay attention to. New polls are now coming out from the New York Times, and they prefer the GOP over the Democrats by a six to four ratio. Hour three, you and me here in the Kiva. Stay tuned.
And with that, we dive into the Rock of Talk. In the 505 with more 411 here for the third hour. I am at Eric on the Rock of Talk on AMC Standard Kiabi. Get it up from rockoftalk.com, Rogue TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. You can, of course, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify us. You can Audible, run the Audible if you'd like uh, as well. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget you can download those apps for free at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. And a few subscribers, you guys got a boatload of information uh, here uh, today. On this uh, first day of fall, the leaves are falling. All the leaves are brown. You're not California dreaming because it's a terrible state. So let's just uh, leave that right there. But uh, just to kind of give you an idea of what you missed, and uh, things will be free uh, for the uh, next uh, few days. So no need to subscribe or anything. But if you want to test it out, just go ahead and just subscribe directly. Rockoftalk.chat. That's rockoftalk.chat. Thanks, Nat, for what you're doing. You're going to have, like, all of the Saturday shows will be up there. You know, they're all working very hard. A brand new feature, we had Lunch Break, um, which is uh, going to be uh, sent out at, at noon, which is a little clip, the best clip of the afternoon that will go back, whether it's a rant, an insight, whatever. I think there was like six new subscribers today after that, many people sharing. That was pretty good. We had a data dump a little bit earlier. The Daily Blast went out early uh, at 1 a.m., so we blasted that thing out. And then, of course, you saw you know, our wonderful guests yesterday. I know that you really like them and that the uh, f- uh, future... I always say future, uh, but it's Freedom Families United, FFFU. My personal pronouns are <laughs> F and U, and uh, I like to throw that out there. So, And then, of course, you got a preview of the show with all the links of the things that I'm talking about for this three-hour tour, this three-hour extravaganza of talk radio. I'm Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> Boy, uh, what is it called? What's his name thing? The relief, relief Factor. It allows oh, me yeah. to kneel at the yeah, Catholic yeah. Church and pray for my old friend Donald Trump. <laughs> All right, uh, Latinos, you got to do it, okay? We're relying on you, son. The people who are here first. Oh, sorry. Wait a second. This is stolen land, don't you know? Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, they took that. Uh, don't forget. Uh, Rudy, you, where are you at tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm definitely at Monty Cigar Monty's, Shop. yeah. You're going to be uh, puffing on, uh, on a cigar, huh? A gar. Macanudo. A ma- Macanudo. Sounds like, uh, sounds like a nice cookie in the Starbucks uh, shelf, but uh, that'd be a macaron, <laughs> but... I like, can you, can uh, you get Matt to, to sling a, a Davidoff white at me? Those I will, are, those I'll, are, I'll ask Those him. are pricey sticks. Him and I, we enjoyed ourselves a, a, a nice one over there. But uh, <clears throat> folks, you got to preview the show with all the links and all the information. Um, that's right there. But Rudy, uh, part of our preview tomorrow uh, is also going to feature each one of those people coming into the Kiva, checking in Dinah. Casey, you know, Nat and Jaybird, uh, all uh, to preview what's going to happen on a full live Saturday, which I believe is this week, also includes a live. Dr. Summers, yes, I think it's a call-in. No, 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 it's a repeat uh, from this, because he's out enjoying his uh, 60th, I don't even know how to say this, six, 60, 60 years. 60 years for a class reunion, I don't even know, I think I'm half that. It's like next time is it 30 years? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be 30 years. Holy man. I'm old. All right. Latinos, this one's for you. This bud's for you, no. And we'll also do the Espa blotter uh, as well. Okay, so <clears throat> I, swear, I, I swear I'm going to get to this. And that is uh, this. Latino voters explain why, for those of you walking 
uh, locking onto rockoftalk.tv. Uh, uh, here is the video, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, because there is this trend. Many more of them are switching from Democrat to Republican. It's something Democratic leaders here in Nevada are worried about. Uh, we talked to Latinos about why the switch. I want less taxes. I want the government out of my business. I, I would love to open up a small business, but the taxes even in Nevada are very high. Um, government involvement is, is too too close to our, our businesses. With the Latinos, so, it's interesting because... So I think is- this is big. Um, I think this is a movement, you know, talking about Latinos, taxes, not, hey, we're waiting for the handouts, see how many children we can have, get the dependency, we get our Section 8, like the, the same old things that we're sort of used to here in the state of New Mexico. Like, you don't have to have any education in the state of New Mexico. You just need to know how to fill out a human services department form. <laughs> and what their address is. How do you find it? Where is it at? I mean, no. That, this has got to stop. This generational curse where we just train people to become more and more dependent on the government. And these people are like in abusive relationships. They get to keep their families and they keep everything intact. And like the government never comes down on them because they are a guaranteed vote. I swear that they're seen that way. In fact, if you go to Human Services Department, I used to know the director. And she told me, she says, yes, we ask each and every person who comes through, are you registered to vote? These people don't know an ounce about politics. All they know is where it comes from and who they need to vote for so they can keep whatever is coming to them, keep coming. That's where we live. An education, they're not going to flip it to the AM side of the dial and say, oh, we got to go listen to our, our uh, compadre, our buddy, right? Eddie Aragon, we're not going to go listen to him. They'll never flip it over there. They don't want it. This is like too tiring. They're going to put the same song on uh, repeat, Lizzo's, uh, <laughs> right? Why great women be great? You know, they got to go ahead and play that stuff. Like they'll listen to that 20 times on Kiss FM, but they won't listen to things that will actually benefit them. And they're cutting off their nose to spite their face and they become slaves forever. And then they become a ward of the state without having to leave their house. It is sad. It's disappointing to me. And all it has to do with a, a lack of education. But let's, let's wax on the uh, positive side of things, uh, shall we here? I think it's important that we start to talk about this in positive terms because I think it looks really good. And uh, across the country, New York Times now writing about this. Majority of Latino voters out of GOP's reach new poll shows, oh, we can't get to them. This tells you right now that the Republicans are making great contact with Hispanics. Because they align with their values. They've gone too far to the left. So oftentimes you hear Dinah and she's talking about, well, this transgender thing and, you know, this late term abortion and the Catholic. Church. Hey, what, what happened to my Democrat Party? I'm all for the, you know, how to help the poor, how the government can help people who need the resources, uh, educate. And then we're finding out, whoa, they're doing way more than that. Well, most Hispanic voters plan to vote from The New York Times. Four Democrats in November, this year's election for Congress were held today. Which party's candidate would you be more likely to vote in your district? This is among Democrat Hispanics, okay? 32% of Democrat Hispanics say they will vote for the Republican candidate. Folks, that's no small measure. that's That's way up in there. If somebody told me I would had a one out of three chance, I'd be in the Hall of Fame of hitting a ball or going in and out of a ball. You know. <laughs> anyway, 
42% don't know. Don't know, refuse. So that's 44% total. 56%, hey, saber es poder. I know nothing, but it's power. <laughs> I always say that. Dude. Do you know what that means? No, no, you don't. No. They overwhelmingly say they're voting on economic issues. It's the number one thing. Hey, where can I get the cheque? I want the money. Where's Section 8? Hey, I need the disability. Folks, it's a thing. You can go ahead and try and tell me that I'm not calling you out the right way on this, but you know the culture that exists for the dependency, and they know how to get it done. Economic issues 54. How do you get these people? You got to create jobs. You got to explain to them the big picture. Hey, how long do I work? Can I? Because they think every white person is trying to take advantage of them. And every white person on the face of this planet to a Hispanic, if we're going to go ahead and be fully stereotypical, is a Republican. Is an evil Republican. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, Rudy. Tell me I'm wrong. No, that's the way they think. It's unfortunate. And they're evenly split on which party they agree with more. They have no idea. That tells me that the Republicans just need to go ahead and get the message out. You know, it's really interesting, like during the congressional, like, or is it mayor election? <laughs> the Republican Hispanic caucus didn't want to endorse Eddie Aragon. They, they, they literally stayed out of it, but you should see some of the candidates that they're endorsing this time around. Yeah. Uh, and it's a story for another day, maybe a little closer to the election. They're working a lot harder. Why? Cause I know I'm keeping track of them. So, This is very interesting. These are good numbers, and it shows that amongst Hispanics, party just doesn't matter that much. They want the one that's going to make them more economically prosperous, and they care maybe on a two-to-one basis against economically prosperity, uh, economic prosperity, societal issues, equality, right, LGBTQ issues, you know, teaching certain things in the classroom. They just don't care about that. And remember, this is a leftist New York Times poll. So I think this actually, I I will tell you, in my opinion, the New York Times has the best graphics and they hold the best data. Because if you see this coming out of the New York Times in any way negative for the Republican Party, you're wrong. They're they're, they're writing about this as if the Republicans have a chance. And you got to start paying attention to this at some time. The poll, one of the largest nonpartisan surveys, Latino voters since the 2020 election, found the Democrats had maintained, excuse me, I hit the wrong thing, had a grip on the majority of Latino voters, driven in part by women and the belief that Democrats remain the party of the working class. No longer the case. Okay. So it's the drip system. People are feeling less confident. Let's not forget when it comes to the people at the bottom uh, rung of the economic system, maybe recent immigrants who have come here. The only thing that they've got snagged on is whatever human services department has done for them. But by and large, hey, I'd love to go to, you know, uh, what is the place called? Uh, Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard in the fall. They'd love to go to these places. And let's not forget, it's those places, regardless of the Republican or Democrat, where those people have money, those people who work for them, make enough money. People who work at restaurants, people who work in landscaping, people who work in all these various other things. And remember, this is first wrong. Okay. Oftentimes you go find a city worker. It's like, you don't speak English. What? Well, at least you're working. That's, that's the first thing I say. Like we couldn't find enough uh, people who speak English to, to, to fill this job. So he's going to go and get this job. Okay. That's a good thing. They made a grip on the majority of Latino, okay? 
Overall, Hispanic voters, according to the New York Times, are more likely to agree with Democrats on many issues, including immigration. I think that is not true. Gun policy, I also think that is very not true. Climate, I don't even think anybody cares. Time to start reaching out, Republicans, in a different way. They're also more likely to see Republicans as the party of the elite and is holding extreme views. Why not? Donald Trump, he's evil. He hates us. He wants to. Isn't he still? I, you talk about him so much. Isn't he still president? <laughs> Majority of Hispanic voters, 56, plan to vote for Democrats this fall. But you got 32% for Republicans. Now, this really differs with some of the stuff that's here in Sanderhoffland, where he consults his stuff for uh, research and polling, and they put that stuff out. And I would say that there's a, a good level of accuracy with Sanderhoff. Okay, he's, he's pretty good at sampling, and this is what worries me. And amongst the sampling of those three, let's say just for governor, it's 47-39. This ridiculous poll that's coming out right now that they're pushing from the libertarians has Karen Bedoni at 18. Please stop. What? Please the stupidity. Oh, yeah. Did, did I just show you the graphic? No, that is oh, yeah. shocking. It's, 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 it's not shocking. It's just false. It's fake. It's wrong. It's not real. Well, that's what I mean, that someone could even imagine that. In their you can say whatever you want when it comes to, to polling. You can say, oh, yeah, we got the lead. You know, we, we, you know, we thought we had it. We thought we had uh, significant, significantly more, but we found out that people who were filling out our campaign sidekick uh, were filling, out, uh, filling it out erroneously or doing it false on purpose. So he gets a false sense of confidence. But that's a story for another time. So let's go along with the Hispanics and party on issues. Also from the New York Times. Okay, and I'm going to get to that educational economic data that I shared early this morning. You're welcome to pop into the Kiva if you'd like, um, but I've, I've got a full plate, and I'm happy to do whatever I can. Uh, hi, Eddie. Great show working on tomorrow's report. Oh, that is Murder Mike. There's a downtown stabbings on Sunday, so we got uh, that. Uh, very quickly, all the Republican Party has to do, including Ron Ketty's TV advertisements during The Simpsons. Guess you want to run him during this. Okay, I, I guess. I don't even know where. Where do you watch? I don't watch TV. All right. Democrat Party. On the economy, 43 to Republican Party, 41. The Republicans can beat the Democrats when it comes to the economy. They just have to figure out a better way to communicate those things. Crime and policing. Again, New York Times, 43% for the Democratic Party, 37% for the Republican Party with a 10% swing. What do you have to say? Okay, You want to have law and order, but we also don't want to talk too much about deportation. Okay. You don't want to talk about deporting. We're a long ways from deporting because we're a sanctuary city now. That would be a big deal. Remember, there's no cooperation between the police. Um, the, is it the attorneys, the police, and I think the court systems, that they cannot uh, seize or take illegal immigrants at the courts, right? That's part of the sanctuary, okay? Illegal immigration. Despite all of this, I told you, Republican Party not doing too bad, 37%, same as crime and policing. Probably the same exact group of people. Illegal immigration, Democrat Party has them. That has to do with the propaganda that's coming out and, you know, the three channels, Univision, Galavision, right? The Spanish channels that come out and that push that propaganda. And let's not forget Univision and their uh, closeness with the Peacock, right? With uh, Comcast, right? Gun policy, not good. Apparently, Hispanics are not very excited about the Republicans. Uh, Second Amendment views. That that I find a little bit strange, okay? I find that to be completely strange. Uh, it's lower at 34% approval for Republicans. And then here are the 
sort of negatives, if you will, against the Republican Party. Climate and energy. Why do 59% of Hispanics care about climate and energy? If under that you mean by the cost of gas to fill my camion? <laughs> Illegal immigra- immigration, 55%. So we've got some work uh, to go ahead and do that. And boy, I definitely wouldn't be the uh, candidate when it comes to legal uh, immigration. And DeSantis isn't doing himself any favors, but I think there's enough of a split to go ahead and hold the line based upon crime, economic sustenance, if I could use that word, you know, the sustainability of any economy across 50 states. Florida can support it. New Mexico cannot, okay? we Michelle Lujan Grisham, good article in the Albuquerque Journal talking about how Michelle Lujan Grisham basically relocated the illegal immigrants because we could not house them here. You remember on 4-H? Did you notice that I said that the day before they yep, did that report? Did I remember you notice? That. You're like, oh, there they are listening again. Okay. So Latino voters moving over to the other side. Otro lado, right? And that's a good thing. Very healthy, very helpful. Okay. But it's going to take probably a generation, but we're going to make some inroads. Will we ever see a, a, a Hispanic president? Senor Rudy, what do you think? Um, I won't, but maybe in a hundred oh. years. You won't. Can Kamala be considered okay. Jamaican? You know, is that that's kind of uh, part of the Caribbean? Caribbean. Can we just retire her back to California? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I was trying to look for any silver lining He's in Kamala. that. She is terrible. That is pretty good. See, I told you. See, she, her mom named her the right way, and her dad abandoned her. Why? Why did you leave us? Latino voters, one sidedly Democratic, this uh, today in the, um, or excuse me, last week in the Wall Street Journal, split along economic lines. What's the most important issue? Okay. How do you how do you market to Hispanics? I hate to put it that way. Doesn't that suck? You know, we're in this great melting pot of, you know, Hispanics and blacks and Asians, and we have to talk about them as segmented groups. You look this is what happens. This is what happens when we take their talking points and we have to address it on their prioritization line. This is what happens when you have to take the pop media and you say, "Okay, well, I'm going to digest it this particular way." Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to take it for one, and that's the way we're doing it. Okay, because it is their argument. That's the way most of it. There's not a hundred hours of Eddie Aragon on every single day. Okay, uh, a few miles from the Las Vegas Strip. By the way, I lived in North Las. Ms. Aronso and many of her neighbors are shifting towards the Republican Party. This is why Luxalt, he's going to be on um, uh, Clay and Buck tomorrow. Pete Domenici's son, St. Pete, be on there tomorrow. A pattern that's being replicated across the country. The Wall Street Journal writes, the move has been especially pronounced among working class Latinos whose votes have the potential to reshape the political parties in the same way that the movement of white working class voters has made them the pillar of the Republican Party. Pay attention, Republicans here in Albuquerque, okay? You wanted a Hispanic congressional candidate. You wanted a Hispanic party chair. You wanted somebody that was useful, youthful. You wanted somebody that could actually get the... You're not going to get that. If you're going to attract the next generation, you've got to have a Hispanic leading the charge for the party. 44-year-old from Mexico runs a taco business and... uh uh, how, how cliche. And her husband is backed President Joe Biden in 2020 when she cast her first vote as a U.S. citizen. She says she's become disenchanted with the Democrats over, here we go, economy, right? State of inflation. It's going to get worse. Hispanics are going to move away. They pay attention to what's happening. They go to the, I don't know, uh, El Mesquite or wherever it goes. And things are kind of, 
Hey, why is the steak so expensive now? You know, I used to be able to get a pound of uh, steak cut up, you know, bottom of my core or whatever for four ninety nine. It's now seven ninety nine. School quality. They all send many of. I shouldn't say. Let me rephrase that. Sorry. Um, many Hispanics send their children to public schools, right? And they want a good quality of education. They don't want them teaching. Hey, why is Maria? Uh, why is Maria using the bathroom over there with Chad? Why is Chad in Maria's bathroom? My daughter, I in Mexico. She's she's. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong, please. <laughs> it's weird, right? Chad, Chad's making a transition. I don't know what that means. How do you even do that? Yeah. My, my, you don't, my <laughs> They're all making this. Oh, Dios mío. They're, they're making the sign of the cross. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Democrats promised a lot of things that never happened, Ms. Orono said. Wow, how quickly she learned. If we could only get uh, all the uh, illegal immigrants to believe that, then I think we'd be all fine with illegal immigration. Understand that they are literally being patronized. They're just giving them money. There's a Republican has good ideas to benefit me. I'm going to vote for that guy. That's how easy it is. Not the person, not, oh, he's part of Donald Trump's. Remember remember Donald Trump when he'd go out there and he used to, I used to cringe when he used to say, it's like, we love our Hispanics, man. Um, no, I'm definitely not. You know, just say, he, he could have said, uh, Andale or something like that, right? I think that would have been a better connection. Yeah. Don't you think that would have been? Not, not like, uh, call us by what we are as a group. Just says, Andale, Arriba, which is what uh, uh, Dinah says. I love it. She says, Arriba Nuevo Mexico. Elevate. The sky's the limit. You come looking for new dreams. I didn't come here to get a check from the state of New Mexico, from the city of Albuquerque, from the federal government. I can't. If I wanted that, I could have stayed back in Mexico. Hey, Republicans, that's a great way to market to them. Start talking to them about manifest destiny. They love discussions about the patriarchy. Why? The father, he's a provider. He worked hard. They're very proud, generational, right? You grew up in a, a family just like this, Rudy. Yep. You know exactly That's what I'm exactly talking about. Right. Pride, right? How dare you insult mama's guacamole, right? Uh, that type of pride is pervasive throughout all of these families. They want to have something they can leave to their mijitos and their mijitas and all these people in the past. And the Democrat Party doesn't allow for that. Why don't you just separate? You want to be cool. And you hear all these people on KUNM on a Sunday night. I was listening and I was, uh, Maria Conchita Bata. And she, <laughs> my personal pronouns are these. And I'm like, stop. Okay. You're obviously very confused about this. You've obviously been sold about a bill of goods and you're about to sell them back to your community. And because you got a degree, it doesn't make you smarter than the people who are actually uh, providing for you so that you can go, hey, I'm going to make you papitas and churro beans, you know. So you can go ahead and get your education so you can make something of yourself. And you're going to insult them and their values because of something that you wrangled out of the University of New Mexico or CNN and took one of those woke classes and think you're somehow enlightened? You're not. It'll come back to bite you whether you do now or 20 years from now. You'll have to learn those lessons. And you'll be realizing, you know, where was dad? How come I didn't listen to what he had to say? I should have worked hard, got my own job, provided for myself, worked my way through college. Now you don't do that. It's free escuela, right? Everything's free. We're going to get to that uh, momentarily. But before I do, I want to uh, talk about sort of the uh, 
other ethnic groups that are trying to co-opt. And they put this stuff on these crap TV stations that people still happen to watch. And I'm just like blown away because they're coaching themselves into a win and affirming that they are going, and it's disgusting. It's sickening. I don't know how else to phrase this stuff. Okay. And, and it, it grates on me because people stayed at home. They expected to get paid for doing nothing. And that's not how people live in Latin America. In fact, that's where my whole background comes from. Latin American, right? Latin American studies with two degrees, one in economics, one in political science. You talk about human development index. The whole thing was like, can the government stay out of the way long enough so that the companies independently can provide jobs? Well, they couldn't do that because the government was constantly in the way. So you have Amy Walter and Asma Khalid. What in the heck are these two women talking about this whole entire thing? Why are they talking about this? Because they're trying to battle back and they're trying to put a different face to go against Ron DeSantis, to go against all this polit- these poverty pimps that are out there that want to get them dependent, right? I mean, excuse me, they're trying to go with them, for them. Excuse me, I misspoke. I was thinking about them. Trying to get go against the success of Hispanics in Republican states like Texas, like Oklahoma, like Florida. Okay, I'm going to let you sort of get a taste from a woman that I hate. Uh, her name Judy Woodruff. She kept my political candidate at the presidential uh, selection show at the debate in Phoenix, Arizona, circa 2003, on the sideline. We got seven minutes. Well, everybody else got double that, if not a lot more. And you came out with Kerry and. What about the WMDs? We were running Republican uh, as a Democrat, by the way. And that, of course, was other than the uh, general himself, General Wesley Clark. Uh, take a listen to this for a few minutes, would you? For 25 oh, years. Well, we got we to do that. Sorry. we got. It's amazing. Even the PBS stuff, Rudy, yeah. even has commercials now. I was, fi- I was five seconds into this, and it's just like, boom, there you go. It's the commercial. This one is about getting a... Very affordable cellular phone. Midterm elections. Here's a, listen, listen to the tone. are pushing to make immigration oh, and the southern border a key issue. Meanwhile, President Biden and former President Trump are out making their cases for voters. And here to discuss it all, Amy Walter of the Cook Political Report with Amy Walter and Asma Khalid of NPR. Tamara Keith is... A- There's not a Hispanic up there. Not a Hispanic talking about this on PBS. They made. Wouldn't you want to get some sort of Hispanic pundit talking about the state of Hispanics when it comes to like? like wouldn't that be the, the focus? No, not mm-hmm. on not on these public rate uh, public TV stations. Well, hello to both of you on this Monday to talk about so much. Habla I do Espanol. want to start with no. the rally that uh, Amy, that uh, former President Trump had over the weekend in Ohio, where. He was making a number of statements, and at one point, very or dangerous. During- this this crazy ass lesbian right up there. I mean, look at her. She's just gearing up, and then the, you got the other one with the headdress and everything. Where's the Hispanics? If you're talking about Hispanics, you have to include them in the conversation. We don't need to see a lesbian from the LGBTQ committee up there deciding what she wants to do with another minority group, which is the largest minority group in the country. We're not a doormat for these people. We're not an ethnic group made to be moved around. We're a group that has values and traditions, and we're very proud of it. And you don't want to patronize them during this particular time. This is absolutely ridiculous. A rally, there was music played, which has been compared 
to the theme song of the extremist group uh, beliefs with a, an extreme set of beliefs called QAnon. Oh, here we go. That's it. Oh, got the bell, right? Oh, I got to go back got to the that. bell. We got to go to the bell. We got, oh, I, I heard it. The signal went off in my head. QAnon, extreme, conspiracy, cue up the lesbian end. Listen. We are a nation that has weaponized yes. its law enforcement against the opposing political party. That would be us. Like never, ever before. We've got a federal bureau of investigation that won't allow bad. Wait, are we supposed to be paying attention to the music while Donald Trump is talking? Sure, yeah, because that was the whole point. <laughs> How does anybody do that? Like, they can't tune it out. I, I'm certainly not going to. I mean, we're... Judy Woodruff asked a question about the music. Election changing facts to be presented to the public. So people holding up their hands and the symbol that again, that seems to. In a Nazi and a Third Reich symbol, the one that we all, because we're all part of our little liberal cult. Suggest QAnon, but what, where, where does this leave? Uh, one hell of a preamble. I mean, that's a that's quite the setup. That's yikes. like a minute 30 to set up a question. Let me totally tell you what we're going to approve of what you say here on PBS, government-funded and listener-supported. And right, they're always that. It's like, what are you talking about? The former president, as he goes out and tries to appeal to voters for the candidates he's campaigning for. Oh, wait, that's you got exactly the right question. And it's one that many Republican strategists, especially strategists for candidates in so many of these swing states, Arizona or Georgia or Nevada or New Hampshire, would like the, if the former president comes in, they would like him to stick to a script that focuses less on 2020 and a lot more on Joe Biden and the economy. But how many times have we heard that from Republican strategists who would tell us always off the record, if only... President Trump could stay on message. Someday, maybe he'll... Stay on message? They don't even let him in the party. It's like he becomes a battering, uh, something to be battered between both of them. I, I don't know if I can listen to much more of this. Like the, the smiles from ear to ear, the setups, you know, the contrived feeling that is if you're getting something that is substantive and you're not, you know, oh, well, like, she's from the Cook Political Report. She is like the poor man's... Uh, well, what's what's what, what's that woman's name that's on? <laughs> I forget her name uh, all the time. She's on MSNBC. Be able to do it, but his message is for his voters now. Oh, his voters! You mean the voters that uh, voted him into office uh, because we're republic uh, here in uh, this country uh, to the tune of beating your candidate, who would have been the first first uh, female president? Yeah, that one. The reality is the people who made it through these primaries in these key Senate races were ones that Donald Trump has endorsed. Yes, that's right. There we go. I'm glad you get that right. Glad you understand that we're not going to go ahead and cower over here in the corner. And yes, we're still here and you can go ahead and, you know, slay us however you try. Let's, and let's get the follow-up from Ilan Omar. And those candidates are now trying to spend these next 50 days showing their basically try to pivot away from Trump, away from the uh, idea that they are part of this extremist group. They don't want this election to be around. It's not an extremist group. It was the president of the United States. And here's the key. This is really good. The key is the fact that they have changed the environment where the candidates can behave and where they're spending their money. Okay? Just because Donald Trump endorsed them doesn't mean that they're extremists at all. In fact, Donald Trump was kind of a radical moderate. 
from 2001 through 2009, and what they failed to tell you is that Donald Trump was a Democrat. Donald Trump was an anti-George Bush Democrat. Donald Trump was a friend of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Now, I, that's not getting him any points right now amongst us as we talk about this, but they'll fail. They'll fail to talk about those types of things. He is anti-establishment. What does this woman of the Cook Report and what does, you know, Asma Khalid, and what are, they're part of the establishment. Complete and total disrespect for Hispanics. Why? Because they see them as an affinity group based upon their ethnicity, which is the very same thing as racism. The very thing that they're accusing Donald Trump of is the very thing that they're doing on your public airwaves that you're supporting. The affinity groups they have created, they have, we have no stock, no seat at the table there on public television while they sit there and talk about us like we're not here. This whole thing setting up about Hispanic voters isn't about anything other than the fact that, oh, you know what, either side gets to patronize us, and Donald Trump was the only one that did not. They missed that whole entire point because they need to skirt around that because they realize how powerful that is. They realize that Hispanics decided to go with the GOP during Donald Trump. And why? Because they're drawn to patriarchal. They're, they're, they're drawn to men. They're drawn to traditional family structures, values, beliefs. They're not drawn to whatever Amy Walter is of the LGBTQ cook report. Referendum once again on Trump and his views on the views, whatever you call that. He was with you. What, what, what happened when he gave all that money to all those Democrats from 2001 through 2009, or he registered as part of the constitution party, or it was a, an independent prior to him becoming a Republican. What happened then? Where, where were you attacking him at that time? These aren't views, you know, many times, our political views are adaptable to the times for what is needed. Leadership is there. Leadership is being able to see the future and making adjustments and not being dedicated to these certain level of beliefs that would just pretty, pretty much paint anybody into a corner. You don't have to do that now. That's exactly who Donald Trump is. But he didn't do it because he took a poll or asked what other people believe. He felt it. He connected. He connected there with their head. He connected with their hearts. And he said, this is what's needed. I will take the lead. And here's what I'm going to do. I'll sacrifice my own personal fortune. Amy? Bunch of things. But he continues to talk about these things. That's awesome. right. You've been out on the campaign trail mm -hmm. uh, in, in recent times. Like that? Looking like that? You're trying to win over Republicans or are you just, uh, just trying to cement uh, your current affinity groups yourself? That's what they do. Where are they comfortable? Where do they feel comfortable? I want to stay away from the micro macroaggressions that are out there. Times in recent months, what do you, what do you see, how do you see these, these remarks and this, this message playing? I mean, it is this sense, right, that, that we see. We have three minutes. The segment's all about Hispanics. Uh, and I have yet to hear anything about Hispanics or from a Hispanic. Uh, all I hear is Donald Trump uh, getting tarred and feathered as if he's an extremist. And uh, they threw out a couple of snap words like QAnon. This is what, this is, this is what is used to inform the public folks. Pay attention. Time and again, President Trump is making this midterm election not about a, a referendum on President Biden. Right? We always hear that that's the case, and that's not what the, what's happening. And I think that's much... Did you notice? They actually gave it away. 
This is a referendum on Donald Trump. They made that. Because Do- uh, Joe Biden is such a bad president. He has such a bad, there is no referendum. He doesn't have a strong enough personality. He doesn't. Strong- they were really smart in being able to have him exit stage left without him ever, ever having to be on stage. It is a referendum, as I have been telling you, on Donald Trump. This is why you have to stand behind the man during this time, as well as Ron DeSantis, as well as the principal. And sometimes I wish we could just extract it here in the marketplace and say, okay, these principles versus these principles without the personalities, which is oftentimes what I have to do for a lot of people and say, okay, well, what do you pick? And it feels like four out of five times it's always Donald Trump because it makes sense. It's commonsensical. And it's antithetical to anything that the Democrats are doing right now. They're pushing out all this crap over and over again. And people are believing it because it's not Donald Trump. But if he stripped it away, sort of like me, well, we didn't like Eddie Aragon. We don't like his homeless stuff. And now you have the mayor implementing the very same things that I was campaigning on, I was running on, and I beat him on. It's the same paradigm everywhere you go. These people cannot be exposed to the truth because it's too much for them to take. To the delight of Democrats that I talk to, there's a sense that if this were truly just a referendum on President Biden, say on the state of the economy, that would be a bigger challenge for Democrats. But every time President, uh, former President Trump interjects and, you know, it just it turns the, the conversation away. One thing that I am sort of confused about, though, I will say, I was in Florida the week that the Mar-a-Lago here's the, search Here's the place. anecdotal And piece. I went to a Republican club meeting there, was speaking with an number of women. And there was a sense that perhaps more than the economy, that the search of the former president's home could really energize yeah. Republican base voters. So I, I will say that to me is still unclear, the, the degree of energy that might have for Republican base voters. But when you talk about independence, I mean, no, I, I don't think right. this is really energizing them. That issue of what happened at Mar-a-Lago is still playing out in the sure. courts. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see where that goes. So there's a new poll that comes out and we don't look at, we don't pay attention to every single poll, but this one struck us as interesting. This is the New York Times. Halfway through, we're finally getting to the poll that I've been talking about the entire time, and of which our population is 56% of the point. This was two nights ago. Siena College mm-hmm. looked at Hispanic voters and a large group of Hispanic mm-hmm. voters. Uh, voters they, they surveyed Amy. And what they what you see should be good news for Democrats is 56 percent say they're supporting <laughs> Democrats, 32 percent uh, 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 Republican. On the other hand, folks, right. we're going to get there. They realize that during this interview, they see it and they are going crazy. They're seeing the Latinos like, what? Uh, wait, uh, shouldn't this be 80, 20 for those racists? I mean, how did they get 32%? How did they get 32% Republican? They're just out of their minds. Watch. That's the the Democrats <laughs> want to think they're going to do what, what? Watch. They try to laugh it off. They can't do it. A whole lot they're going to win 70% panics. of these mm-hmm. voters, which is yeah. when we what were talking. That's right. In the past. They have yeah. done in the past, certainly during the Obama mm-hmm. era. And remember, They're not acknowledging that what they're actually talking about, which is Hispanic Democrats. Judy Woodruff blew through it. She didn't say Hispanic Democrats. She just said Hispanics. Watch, she comes back and she has to say it a second time because they couldn't understand it. This is what happens when you're so incredible. Like, it's in the details. Like, you have no idea what's happening. I'm like, well, okay, we're just talking about Hispanics. Yeah, yeah, seven. It's not bad. 
No, we're talking about Hispanic Democrats. Obama, his message in 2012 and, well, 2008, but it continued in 2012 was basically one of Democrat demographic destiny, mm-hmm. that eventually the, uh, the fact that this country um, is getting uh, uh, more, uh, more and more. She can't even, she can't even think. She can't even get it out. She has a concept. She can't feel it because she has no idea how to back end it. Folks who are coming in, who into the voting age. Every Hispanic's an immigrant. Every Hispanic came in, crossed the river before, while they were a child. Listen, listen to the LGBTQ analysts literally put it in into this impoverished, disadvantaged group the entire time. Who are Latino? That's only good. Third part, who are Latino? Uh, We're talking about Democrats, lady. Help Democrats. I talked to a a Democratic uh, group today, actually, who put out their own uh, numbers on Latino voters. Mm. Skipped it out altogether and only acknowledged, again, you see what's happening here, Rudy? Only Latino voters. Yep. They skipped the whole idea that this is Hispanic Democrats. And they're taking the New York Times piece, who's putting it out there like, uh, extra, extra, read all about it. 32% of Hispanic Democrats are voting Republican. I don't know what else to say, but uh, that's seismic. They're just ignoring it altogether, hoping that it goes away. Our focus, our progressive organization focused on Latino voters. They had very similar data. Their takeaway was this. Um, the good news is we're not doing any worse among voters, <laughs> uh, Latino, than we were in 2020. We seem to be just sort of stuck in where, where things ended up. She didn't read the New York Times article. She didn't read what I spent the part of this whole entire thing she was focused on her agenda and she was damned to get to it at the very bottom like this is amazing this is what happens when you don't pick up a paper and read this is what happens when you don't get into the details and i I looked at this new york times because i i'm a subscriber to the new york times and i want to say okay well i'm going to look at this and what's it telling me what's it telling me about what's happening out there this woman misses it entirely. She's not worth her weight and whatever analyst position she happens to have. In 2020, and the group that has moved the most, not surprising, um, younger men, and the economy still the biggest issue. It was a big issue in 2020. It's obviously an issue there. The other thing uh, this person told me is, you know, look, um, these these voters, we assumed for years that at the end of the day, they were always going to break for Democrats. We can't assume that anymore. What are you hearing about this? I agree with that. I mean, there's also geographic diversity, right? And you do see that Republicans tend to do better with Latino voters in both Texas and Florida, obviously both of those being very key states um, as we look to the midterm election cycles. But I mean, right? I I think that there is a sense, as you were saying, that for you... She's so smug and so smarmy about it. She agrees and she just kind of goes into the whole entire thing. Democrats had assumed that they would be able to gain a certain percentage of Latino voters. And we saw that the former president did actually better with... Hispanic voters in 2020 than he did in 2016, I think to the surprise of many Democratic analysts. But what I hear often from specifically young, younger Latino voters is a sense that the Democratic Party has taken their vote uh, for granted for yeah. years and they want greater outreach. And on the flip side, you have seen a Republican Party that is making a strong effort to court those things. And so they're missing the point because this, uh, the, the point should be it's cultural. The progressives have taken over They've made it woke. They've become activated. And the Hispanics no longer that are in the Democrat Party, and I'm going to make a big point here, the Hispanics that are in the Democrat Party no longer identify as Hispanics before they identify as Democrat. Let me repeat that. 
Wow. The Hispanics that are in the Democrat Party currently, in a prioritization, identify as Democrat before they identify as Hispanic. Their ethnicity isn't as important to them as it is to these analysts who tell them it should be more important to you. This is what we make the assumption. That is a huge statement. If you look at this and you try to understand what's happening here is they're missing the boat. The Republican Party has missed the boat because they have failed to communicate. The Hispanics are looking around like, "Um, okay, I don't know what to do here. I don't know who's representing me. I know I don't agree with these people who are LGBTQ, transgender. Uh, I know that I'm not into Black Lives Matter. I know that I'm not picking up the Antifa. You know, I don't want my my uh, my my country to turn into uh, you know Lima, Peru, or you know Colombia or Bogota or you know any of these Latin America. They don't want that. They don't want to be involved in Antifa and protests and you know, standing up for the, what they want to do is they want to be successful, not have to worry about all these things on the periphery. So the law and order stuff does work, but you got to find a way to communicate and you can't be the anti other party, right? You can't shut them down because that's not attractive to them either. You have to reinforce, and this is part of the problem with the Catholic church. If the Catholic church was, was there to pick up the slack on all this, Rudy, I'm telling you right now, people would be like, okay, I'm jumping on the side of the Republican, but the Catholic church is no longer Republican. The, Republic, the Catholic Church needs to be decimated and torn away. The, the, the Catholic Church needs to be done with. Between but, its bankruptcy and all the various other things, it's yeah. no longer. You've got a gay priest over at St. Mary's. You saw what uh, Father Chavez has become. This is part of that controlled opposition. These are people who are leaders of a congregation. And this is why you see so many Latinos, I hate to say that, Hispanics move away from the Catholic Church and go to these evangelical church. Those are people who put their ethnicity, which of course feeds their beliefs, what they love to do, what they want to be, because it reinforces their identity of where they came from. Fastest growing religion in Latin America is what? Christianity, not Catholicism. Evangelicals for the last two decades. I mean, it's been an unbelievable run for evangelical churches throughout Latin America. Why? Because it reinforces their point and, oh, well, we have a Latin priest. Why do you think Pope Francis became that? You don't think that all those people who decided, the cardinals who decided who was going to ultimately become Pope didn't know what was happening in Correct. Latin America? That's, 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 that's they, so didn't, right. they didn't know that. They were well aware of it. Let's listen to them uh, finish up uh, their ability to sort of salvage what's there. Well, and the demographics now working against Democrats, it's younger or maybe more middle-aged, 30s to 40s yeah. uh, Latinos yeah. who are more Republican-leaning. It's actually the older voters that are the most supportive of Democrats. So as new voters age in, that doesn't necessarily... So she missed it. She's totally. totally She's totally wrong. She has no idea what she's talking about. She's out of touch. She's made to be a pundit, and she has not read a single thing before she decided to go on air. So all I had to do is pick this apart, is take the very same source of what they were doing, look back at the New York Times article, look at it the way that it should be looked at, because I know that neither of them looked at it, because they're looking at agendizing what they're trying to do. This is salesman. This is sailing. This is like avoiding the, the conversation about how things are happening out there so that I can continue to drive things and hope, hope, hope that how things are happening out there goes away. Does that make sense? Yeah. necessarily mean a good thing for Democrats. What can what can Democrats say, Osmo? The, I don't know that it's always a saying. This is what I hear, right? That Republicans have shown up that after, I would say, the 2020 election, they built these um, centers in different communities, right, to specifically court uh, minority groups, different groups, but specifically, let's say, in a certain communities, Latino voters. What I heard in 2016 and in 2020 from specifically younger uh, Latino voters was the sense that Democrats show up around election cycles, right. and then they disappear. And there is a sense that there's 
there's not been a lack of in, uh, that there has been a lack of investment in infrastructure and follow through on promises. And look, you know, the Biden administration came in promising comprehensive immigration reform. Uh, you know, to his credit, President Biden did put forth something right at the outset when he came into office, but it's gone nowhere. And I think there's a sense of frustration from some younger voters who do want to see immigration reform, who wanted to see permanent status, yeah. not just a deferred action status. It's been the case. That would be that it, it, I mean, this, uh, this, I, this just echoes, Amy, campaigns I've covered, frankly, for decades. Mm-hmm. Right. With, with Latino, Hispanic voters saying, we're just, they come visit us yep. right before the election. <laughs> right, and African-American voters, too, which has yes. soured many of those younger voters. Um, but remember, too, this is, uh, again, the for the flip side, where Democrats are doing better. This Democrat said to me, look, Republicans still haven't really sold these voters. They go. haven't really finished, um, you know, or close. Because it's a cultural connection. It's the evangelical one that I just talked to you about, that you know that the Catholic Church has abandoned itself and themselves in all of this. So uh, last uh, 20 deal, seconds. Right, that, yes, really they can get about. a certain percent of the vote, but there is a wall that uh, those voters hit with um, with uh, Republicans. Drive A lot of it is derived from the fact they still see Republicans as the party of the wealthy and the elites. And the whites. And say it. There say you it, go. Say and it. we can't forget, again, how diverse this Latino exactly. is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It is. So the whole idea is that getting any Latino to get behind Donald Trump is the attempt to try to scare them. And the only Latinos that will get is those ones where it reinforces their values before it reinforces the personality, which is ahead of everything, which is Donald Trump. So... Remember, personality isn't the party. It's just the person who's advanced at that time. And that's lightning in a bottle. Donald Trump, 2016, and it certainly would have been 2020 uh, had we had any fairness, in my opinion, of the election. Uh, Harry Montoya, relevant to your conversation on air. Uh, there's a Democrat who became a Republican, uh, right? Harry Montoya. And he was, he's running for, is he, I think, land commissioner. I, I didn't vet that or see it, but I'd love to do that. Great conversation today. We just need uh, the Republican Party of New Mexico to start understanding this. Well, they would have if I would have been pretty sure. <laughs> I don't have all day. Well, that was part of it. And uh, Eddie, they have gone down a different path. Exactly. All the Republican Party has to do, including Ron Ketty's TV advertisements during The Simpsons. I read that again. Hey, Eddie Gretschy working on the report. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. Um, I looked up Chelsea Clinton's husband. Uh, thanks. I thought they might have been hiding that fact, just like California was trying to hide the unbelievable facts of a bill they're trying to pass, making it legal to kill a baby 30 days after birth. So it's all out there, folks. It's all about how it gets steered. And I, I promised you, Rudy, right? Um, I thought we, we talked about this before the show. Um, it's amazing how people misunderstand a whole group of people. There it is. All right, let's uh, send everybody out here into fall, shall we? Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on this broadcast. Tomorrow, wide open Friday, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I cannot wait uh, for tomorrow's show. We'll do the Espo Blotter and all that. And I certainly am looking forward to this part of the year. It is the best time to be it in is. New Mexico. It's There's no doubt about it. And, uh, oh, as soon as I pull something up, extreme Ron Ketty. This is why I don't want Mark on my station. You know, I don't want any, I don't want to bring any negativity toward him. Folks, we need Mark Ron Ketty to win and win and win. Otherwise, we're going to get more of the same for the next uh, four years. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you bright and early tomorrow here in the Kiva. Don't forget, subscribe, rockoftalk.chat, and everything will be free up until, I don't know, until I decided to go turn everything on. So, you know, yesterday was the 21st day of September, and now we're in fall.
This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.